are now tuned in Two from Houston with love Where we give you a balanced perspective Of arts, culture, and what's going on locally In the city of Houston Follow us on Instagram or Twitter At From Hue with Love Brought to you by R.I.K. Rappers I Know And IllMatterMedia.com What's happening, what's happening? This is from Houston with Love. This is your boy Cashmere Dunn, a.k.a. Black Roses, a.k.a. Concord Fleming, a.k.a. Slim Bundles, a.k.a. The Diabetic King, but I conquered that shit, a.k.a. Marshmallow Assassin, except when I'm fasting. And I am back here with another one. I got my fellas in the in the room with me. It's been an awesome week, awesome week. Your boy has been having gains and losses, been hitting the gym like I was Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. and now working it out, getting my gains right, getting ready for the summer. About to strip for you hoes. Pause. Huh. Except for my niggas that's in the room. Y'all can't man. see that shit. Yeah, all right. I but D. It. Randall, man, what's happening you with know, you, bro? You know, D. Randall, a.k.a. Mr. Infinity Gauntlet Fist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got, uh, <laughs> my knuckles look like Infinity Stones right now. Snaps. <laughs> I need to, I need to, uh, need to lather them up a little bit. Uh, also, been working out in the gym, doing one and a half a days, trying to work my way up to two a days. Nice. Um, that's what's up. I basically had to start over for from my my bench press because my shoulder was kind of jacked up at the beginning of the year, and now I'm lifting like Kevin Durant, and I'm trying to get back into uh, you know a respectable form. I can't I can't lead, let D Ray see me lift yet. Okay, okay. Because you know I'm only I'm only pushing one plate on each side. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm getting my way back up there though. You know, shoulder injuries ain't no punk. Uh, no, it ain't. Getting old ain't no punk either. And uh, who else we have here? D-Ray, a.k.a. Flames Harden, a.k.a. <laughs> Nacho Man Savage, Happy Single de Mayo, a.k.a. My Folks Only Son, Combo Number One. Man, the weather's great. Nacho Love you, Man Savage. Nacho Man Savage, man. Yeah, There's man. There's a lot of levels of that. Uh, like hold the walk. Nice hold, dynamics in Yeah, it. man, you know. Yeah. The, shout out to the people who gave me that damn margarita that made my gout act up. Um <laughs> I keep forgetting that shit is not for me. It's uh, a lot of salt in that shit. Yes, it is. And when you ain't used to that, your body goes in the details, bruh. Don't put salt on the rim, yeah. man. It's, yeah, just, I don't think it was in the rim. I think they just like, put it in a drink. It just, Who the bruh. fuck does that? does that? I was at Torchy's and my homeboy said, yo, get one of the margaritas, B. Uh, Those motherfuckers yeah. are good. Yeah, the white people margarita. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That shit gave me heartburn. So I should have known. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, my guy was going to kick in. They put, put lorries in that shit. Man. Yeah. yeah. Had to, yeah. It was spicy to the motherfucker though. But uh, flush your shit out. I had uh, the trailer park. I had the oh, beef that's fajita. A great one. That's a good one. And I had the Baja shrimp. Yes, the Baja. That's oh, a good one. Yo, I had that shit Friday. The, uh, the one that I wanted, but they don't have it up there anymore, was the Roscoe one. Like they uh, have, uh, they have the Alabama Shake um, one, which even though I know it's a bottom feeder, it's a fried catfish taco, mm. but it is good as hell. I just found out the catfish menstruate. Yeah, did not know that's, that. That's yeah. fine. That's facts. I guess I don't know. I don't really oh, follow hey, fish hey. marine biology like that. So hey. when fish are fucking in the water, I just playing. Hey, uh, shrimp, you know, shrimp are bottom feeders too. But you know, we eat them like yeah. Oh, the, oh, the cockroaches of the sea. Yes, and they're good and they're enough cousins. for me. Cousins. <laughs> but my homeboy, like, yeah, they're related to roaches. Like, why don't they be related to ants? Ants do the same thing. So can it be like ants of the sea? Answer every fucking nah, way because uh, if you turn you turn the the bodies upside down, you can see the they have the same body type. Like for a roach, they have you know like a, take like a shrimp, uh, a lobster, and a and a roach, and they have the same makeup if you turn them over. So do an ant? Mm, not so. And a wasp? Mm. Not so. 
<laughs> so I'm no longer hungry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done with that. Um, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, take the happy out the meal. So it's been a couple of weeks since we since we've been here. It's yeah, been a couple of weeks. We had to take a week off, man. Um, yeah. Anybody seen any good movies lately? <sighs> Infinity fucking oh, war. Definitely. Yeah. Infinity war. Infinity war. Literally, I got my tickets uh, last Saturday. My mom's like, "Yo, you babysit the kids." Man, your dad will buy your ticket. And I'm like, y'all feel go see the movie too? Like, yeah, well, we have to see it before you because we will have questions and only you can answer. But <laughs> Even we want, exchange. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I babysit this kid old, so I'm almost good four hours. It's no problem. They came, like tag team. I dropped the kids off near the, near the movie theater, got my seat, started to pick. Right behind the handicap row, cause that way my neck don't stretch. That's right. Recline. And sometimes yep. they have those rails. Oh, yeah, with the rail. Yes, yep. uh, but I had the recliner, so it was, I was good both ways, either or. Posted up, that motherfucker came on, and it was like a roller coaster ride. I remember being in Six Flags, and right when you go all the way up, you vertical, and right before you about to take that dip, and it's yep. G force. Yep. Yep. That shit was like that for two and a half hours. Yep. Man, uh, you I started sweat. Did you sweat? I- Dude, I I was I was I was sitting on the edge of my seat, L- like literally on the edge of my seat the entire time. The whole last hour, I had to pee, and <laughs> didn't I was like, I'm gonna piss on myself. I don't care. Your body I, didn't just absorb it. My just like I just I'm just like I'm just going. I was I was resigned to the fact that I was just gonna pee on myself, and I was fine with that. Damn. And I was just damn. It was it was it was. I just put the drink in my lap, just like oh fuck. It was yeah. lit. It That's was a lot of water. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta go back to see it. There's too many distractions going on, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't, I yeah. can't say Thanos was a beast. Of course, man, the best uh, beast ever. I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go back and see it again because I just, it was just like a lot going on in the theater that I went, went at. Where Which you one went? did you go to? Yeah, I went to uh, AMC 30. Oh, Dunville? Yeah, no, no point. No, no, I'm talking about uh, not thirty. Um, go, off of the Beltway. Go point. point. Yeah. Yeah, that's starting oh, to get okay. ratchet too. Yeah, somebody oh, got smoked up there. Yeah, a somebody got ago. shot up there a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I got to go back and see that joint, man. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I only go to that one like on Sunday morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody else. Or throughout the week, or there's yes. no one there. Yeah, the ending was the ending was pretty heart heart touching. Yeah. Oh, it was it was <laughs> great. It was great. I, I don't care if we spoil anybody. By by now, I think everyone's pretty much seen yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, or should have seen it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Dog whooped Hulk's ass. Mm-hmm. I say that boy Hands. whooped the Hulk's ass. Cause I know you went so bad. Cause this 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 nigga went before everybody, and yeah. he posted hands on there. Hands. And when I hands. saw it, I was like, hands. okay, I get it. <laughs> First five minutes, <laughs> like when you when you when you when you when the movie opens, yeah, it's already yeah. it's already ready, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like they ain't waste for no time. Niggas already dead in the first. You see Thor already shot. getting manhandled, so yeah. you already know she fit. Both the niggas. When man. you see Thor. Handled and in the first five minutes, you like he's oh, already what the he's hell? already laid out. Yeah. The last thing you already saw, the last thing you saw was all them chilling on the ship speeding out. Next thing you see is the whole fucking crew getting like, yo, what? They get, yep. Y'all get pumped? That nigga whole got his, his we got the hook hands. Hulk coming out with whoop whoop ass whoop whoop ass. He got bam. He got oh yeah. shit. I don't like the way that feel. Bam, 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 oh, dog. Because when your boy Ebony Maw said, no, let him have his fun. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Look at Squidward. Right. He ain't even powered up yet. He yeah. just he just handed that boy up. Right. <laughs> Quickly. Right. So bad that he didn't show up again for the rest of the movie. Right. No. Right. 
Right. He's like, ah, fuck you, Banner. Banner was, no, nah, it was so bad that Banner had to fight in the Hulkbuster. Like, yeah, yeah. This is what y'all used to kick my yeah, ass. Yeah, he had to fight the same shit that whooped his ass. <laughs> I never, no, nah, I've been an incredible Hulk in Spider Man. I got pictures of me since a kid. Riding with them for years. I've never ever because my whole thing was if you hit Hulk, he yep. gets madder. Yep. Yeah, he he will be ten times madder. Whoa, now hold up, ain't not see Thanos uncut hitting them with a Mike Tyson combo. Hit him with those kid hit that kidney shot first. Like you can't be too mad when your kidneys busted. Bruh. That nigga whooped whoop the Hulk out of the Hulk. <laughs> no, he had Hulk like oh here comes you know I always tell everybody they got a little bitch in them. Everybody has a little bitch in them. Yeah. Try to hide that. You don't know, yeah. want the little bitch to come out. Cause you ever see a man he has that bitch come out? You'll never look at the man again. So you always try to keep that bitch concealed. Cause that man knows them. Like yeah. you'll see some shit that'll scare him to his core. That's that little bitch in him. Hawk little bitch hopped out and went back. Oh shit! It's like yo, this little bitch was there like forever. Like oh man, yep. I am not coming out. I'm, you gonna be? I'm a bitch up this whole entire movie. Like, hey man, yo. that's 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 like that's like coming outside in the summer and the, 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 the neighborhood bully beat your ass huh. and you just stay in the house for the rest of the year. Yeah, you just don't come back to. And the everybody block. know why you got your ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> so we all got yeah. stories like that. Okay. Uh, Wow. What, 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 y'all have any favorite characters outside of Thanos? Any favorite characters in the movie? I like the Spider Man. I like Spider Man. I'm a Spider Man fan. Though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Spider Man. Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom Holland plays a good Spider Man. He he he's got good banter. He's got yeah. good natural comedic timing. Yeah. My favorite character, of course, everybody that knows this is Drax. You know, <laughs> Drax. I am. Silent, like he's invisible, like a motherfucker. How long you been standing there? I've been standing here for an hour. <laughs> Love it. I've mastered the art of moving so slowly that I'm basically invisible. Like, no, we can see you. Yeah, <laughs> right. The uh, him and with that whole scene with uh, with Star Lord and Thor. Those, yes. Like, oh, this is a dude. No, this is not a dude. This is a man. You are a dude. You are a dude. This is a man. He's like a, a muscular man. These are angels with muscle. <laughs> yes, it looks like. It looks like a, a pirate had a baby with an angel, and this man came out. <laughs> Yo, and then, you know, and uh, it was some touching moments in there. Like, you saw Thor cry. Thor actually yep. thought of the defeat that his, uh, I mean, he, they lost uh, Asgard. They literally lost yeah. all his people. Half of them. Yeah. Half of them. Half of them. No, I mean, before they don't snap his fingers, his oh. people were gone. Well, remember, they floating in space. I got I got theories about that, but they 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 have they basically did confirm that half of them got away because he even said he slaughtered half my people. Oh, so the other half is somewhere. Uh, hopefully Tessa Thom- Tessa Thompson is with them as well. Hopefully, oh yeah, she didn't. Sh- that's right. You yeah. know what? It was a lot of people that didn't show up that yeah. I thought was going to show up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that that movie from it hit the ground running. I mean Loki died in the first five minutes. I was happy about my that. wife. My wife was gone already. Was she was like, like she looked at me. Was like she seriously went, Nah, I'm ready to go home. I don't want to watch the rest of this movie. I was like, Oh, oh, you really not ready then? Because I took it when I went to see it the second time. Oh, wait. I was like, You really not ready? Um, outside of those characters, I think I think Doctor Strange stepped up a whole lot. Yeah, in finally this movie. he did. But why? why well, this is stupid. Let me ask this question. Cause you're a comic book head. Yes. Okay. Remember how old buddy when they made the portal and he took him to like Siberia, trying to jump, he closed the portal to do hand cut off. Yeah. Why the fuck they couldn't do that to Thanos? Why they couldn't put his hand <laughs> in another dimension to close that bitch up real quick? Bam, the glove somewhere that only Doctor Strange knows about. It. Got all yeah. the stones and Thanos can't close his hand if it ain't connected. 
Yeah. I'm like, boy, is that not one of the fucking 14 million things one, you can't see? One of the arguments against that is at the at the point where he where they came in contact with each other, Thanos had enough control over everything because of the stones that he could have prevented it. So that's that's kind of the argument there. Like he because he had the space stone, you can't really teleport him anywhere he doesn't want to go. If that makes any sense. So if 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 Strange opened up a portal to take away his hand, Thanos could at that point could counteract it. Because he already had the space stone, which gives him control over teleportation and all that shit. There's a there's a lot of little subtle details when like when people go in to break it down and they have questions about it. I'm like, and I don't even think about it until they ask it, like, damn, they actually had that part covered because this, this, and this. Right. That shit that was actually like some really, really good writing. Uh, but one of the things that I that I thought really made this movie seem more real and more natural um, outside of the scope of other superhero movies is that, well, two things. Number one, there were at least seven or eight times during that movie where you thought Thanos was going to lose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all the way up until right before he snapped his fingers mm-hmm. uh, and did his step. <laughs> Broke that fucking And said, you could do it all by yourself. <laughs> Right, you know, right up until that point, you thought you stupid. I at, just got that. <laughs> right, but <laughs> I was looking at the slow. I was looking at the, I was looking at the slower version. Yeah. Slap your fingers, do your step. <laughs> you can do it all by yourself, baby girl. I'm your girl. This is what we have to work with. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, but oh, wow. but there were a bunch of times where you thought he was about to lose, and it, it just ripped your heart out every time. He was like, "Nah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get this glove off. I'm sorry, Star Lord, you're not gonna get this glove off." Star Lord is the biggest simp of he the universe. Uh, he was pussy whip. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> when they when they thought they destroyed the Vision Stone. And he was like, he was whack in this movie. He was whack. Yeah, this movie. He was what he was. But he you know, too, it was he too humanized at that moment. But you know, he walked up and he's like, "Oh, you, you really, you, you thought you did something, huh? Let me go ahead and ring it back one time, DJ Rewind." Yeah, and everybody was just like, "Oh, got gotcha, you, bitch!" And then when, when Thor, when Thor hit him with that axe, everybody was like, "Yeah!" He was like. You should have gone for the head. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, and you was just like, damn, he actually, he actually made it all the way to it. So that was one thing. Uh, the other thing was, there were also about five or six times during this movie where the heroes made bad decisions. Very bad. They ended up fucking them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. The first time they said, this robot has a, has a stone in his head. That this dude is coming for, we need to destroy it. I'm sorry, bro. It's a robot. Y'all can rebuild this nigga. Right. Let's. Uh, hey, man. It's all good. Uh, let me shut you down real quick. Zip, zip, pop. That's over with. We get that shit done. Um. You know, Loki not destroying the Tesseract when he had the chance right. back in Thor Ragnarok. Right. That led to you know issues. Obviously, the big one was Star Lord being pussy whipped. Over some chick that probably didn't even like him as much as, as he liked her. Right. And all he had to do was hold on for five more seconds, dude. Five more seconds. They could have gotten the glove off and he could have lit up Thanos and it would have been a wrap. Yeah. So there, so there were a lot of things that, you know, and then all the way to Thor not hitting him in the head and hitting him in, in the chest with an axe. Oh, let's also talk about this. Group. 
and his fucking uh, teenage angst this is not Man. giving a fuck. None. Mm-hmm. None. And, you know, his point was to become the handle for Stormbreaker, which I thought was a, a cool twist. I didn't yeah. see that one coming. But yeah, he's he was he was just Vin Diesel still getting that check. Yep. yep. Still getting that check. Damn. Damn. Saying three nice. words. Like imagine him looking at that script and like it's just a blank page with three words on it. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I, am Groot. I, am Groot. <laughs> I, I, I told my dad like he must have said something to them like suck my dick when they first yeah. told him something about put the game the game away. He must have said oh hell I am Groot. <laughs> Groot. I uh, bet it was like suck my dick. But I think it, they did a good job of balancing all the characters and all the, the different... Because there's a lot that happened in this movie, man. Mantis is a part of the group yep. of uh, Guardians now, which yep. is dope. They, they did a lot. And I, I just... The second time that I watched it, I spent a lot more time kind of gauging the audience reaction because I knew what was coming up. Yep. And I was just like, let me just see how people act, man. And when he snapped his fingers and nothing happened immediately, I was just like, oh, it's about to get bad for them. And then, uh, and then Bucky disappeared. Yeah. And my wife was like, "Oh, like she was like her because she really likes him." I was like, "Yeah." A lot of women really like him. It's, trust it's me, not my over yet. Tripping on that too. And then uh, and when, when T'Challa when T'Challa going. disappeared, I, I was like, "Oh, that's where all the black people are." Because I just heard somebody. I heard somebody's mama way in the back. Oh no, baby! No. <laughs> right, it wasn't T'Challa first. Clutchy pearls. Mbaku. Well, the Bar- folks. No, nah, he didn't disappear. But some some of the folks on the no, on Baku, the field. He, he was gone. No, Baku's still there. He I could have sworn he turned to dust. Nah, he was looking around like, man, what is this shit? Nah, he's still he's still good. Okoye, Okoye's still good. I thought, yeah, I thought he disappeared too. I thought he nah. disappeared too, bro. No, nah, Baku. I'm gonna pull, pull up the bootleg in a minute. I gotta look at yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah yeah. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk offline. Uh-oh. I mean, I didn't say the bootleg. I I said. Um, <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, T'Challa disappeared, and all the black folks were like, nah, this is some bullshit. Um, but the, the, the heart the heart tugger, though, bro. I'm going to get to him. Uh, of course, Falcon disappeared. At that I was point, happy. I didn't care about that. Yeah, at that point, people were like, man, what the hell is going on? Because right. it was just quiet. There was no music, anything behind it. It was just quiet. You could hear gasps in and, the audience. And then, you know, all the, you know, the Guardians started disappearing. I was like, ooh, it's oh. getting bad. Drax, Mantis, Peter Quill, Groot, and then, and then your boy Petey. Yep. Your boy Petey, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Oh, they, they played us with that one. I don't yeah. want to die, Mr. Dude, Stark. My homegirl called yep. me that night of the premiere crying. Yep. <laughs> Bro, she literally was in tears, fam. Wow. My wife was in, she was inconsolable. And the, the wildest part is they let him improvise that scene. They just they just told yeah. him, hey, you might die. Just 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 tell him, just tell Tony Stark that you don't want to die, and just like really feel it. And he improvised that whole shit. And I was like, ooh. Well, when I was sitting in the back of the chair, I did like this, like heart wrenching, <laughs> push ups, nigga. Yeah, push up. <laughs> I sniffed so hard, bro. Like you ain't not see me crying this mother. Yeah, Boom. I was. Yeah. I was tripping because like sit, altar call. This dude was sitting next to me, what? and then like his little kid was sitting next to him. <laughs> And when Spider-Man turned to dust, that little kid got out of his seat and went in his father's lap oh, and just man. wrapped his arms around him. I was just like, yeah. got him! See, yeah. bringing families together with this mom. Got him! Got him! Boy, it, 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 it stopped me, man. It's making me, it make me feel kind of <laughs> way right now, dog. And Will there be one? Will there be one? And then when your, boy, <laughs> when your boy stepped out of that hut and he just sat down and he just went... <sighs> like he took a big shit. <laughs> 
and then it just went off. Like people were just like, "What the fuck just happened?" And I was just—I'm the only person in that bitch. Just <laughs> yes, that's how it's supposed to be. Then you stand. Then you stood through them long ass credits. It's only like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, it was longer than that. Bro. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did feel like oh my god. It was like, like a TV episode worth the credits. And everybody. And then when people start leaving, like they literally, like they they tried, bro. They were like, okay. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Then when it popped up, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And it was a good one. Like, yo. It was a good one. And then, and then more yo. niggas started turning to dust. And yo. it was like, like it's like, damn, how many more people gotta go? And, and, and then the, the girl next to me said, Oh, what is that? A beeper? Oh, what is that sign? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's Captain Marvel. She like, Marvel's a comic book. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, okay, woman that knows everything. <laughs> Marvel yeah. is a comic book. Yes, you're right. But yes. this is Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's it was uh it did everything that it was supposed to do, man. Hey, and I cannot wait for part two to come out next year. So the good news is, um, you know, my well, obviously my phone has been blowing up for like the last two weeks almost, last week and a half. Everybody, everybody's just like, Man, what 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 did what did I just watch? What's gonna happen? I'm pretty sure yours blown up too. Yeah. Just like, man, what the hell is all this? You know, I, I, I haven't really been telling people. I've been like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> but Damien, has your, are your parents fans of, 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 of No. It? So here's the thing. So I think today, as a matter of fact, my father is supposed to take my niece to go see it. So yesterday I told him, I was like, hey, just to let y'all know, when you go see this movie, this is part one of two. It's going to end in a cliffhanger. Don't trip. <laughs> right. Don't trip. It's just remember, because my old man's a type. My old man has done this before. Like if he don't like a movie, he will he will actually try to ask for his money back. Like I don't know what I just watched, but that ain't what I signed up to watch. I I, I feel like I need <laughs> oh, my money back. Oh, he's cool. he's done that shit before. I'm like just just stick with it. You, you it's part one. Part two is coming next year. They've already announced sequels, and it started production on sequels that some of the dead folks. Are going to be in. Right. They'll be back somehow. It'll be okay. Ant Man and the Wasp that comes out this summer mm-hmm. is going to take place just before the events of this movie. And I think it also ends up leading into the movie. So we might see another side of it. And then Captain Marvel comes out in March. Two months after that, the second part of this comes out. So you'll you'll be okay. Just stick along. For people who've been reading comics all their lives or for any amount of time, this is kind of what we go through on a week-to-week basis sometimes, right. that, that whole suspense and cliffhanger thing. And now you get the experience in movie form. But we look, well, yeah, right. It's been so bad. My mom has called me three times at, while I was at work to ask me questions about the movie. Yeah. Son, <laughs> but it just doesn't make any sense that they all would die. What about the Avengers? I noticed that none of them died. Right. Like, none of them died. And it's good that she noticed that. She's good. I mean, she works for attorneys, so she don't miss things. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, everybody that wasn't an Avenger or became an Avenger after that died beforehand. Mm -hmm. But then when they took T'Challa, I'm like, like, Mom, remember, he's not an Avenger. He just fought against them. Everybody that was brought, I say, you good. You hit the head on the nail. Mm Mm-hmm. I said, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to sacrifice themselves to bring everybody back? I said, oh, Mm. you're good. 
<laughs> You're pretty good, man. <laughs> I want to start reading this because, and I said I can tell you don't watch, you don't go off of Wikipedia. That was something you just guessed. And yeah, I said you might be right, you might be wrong, but you got some. But you're heading in the right direction now. It's just good. Yeah. yeah. They they they're doing the right thing because they're, they're striking them conversations. It's people so used to 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 seeing the bad uh, the bad guys lose every time. Very that when they don't, it becomes a conversation piece. And it's it's good. And there are people who have experienced some level of trauma behind it. And uh, I understand if some of them need counseling, it's okay. Yeah. We're, not we're here, here for you. We're we are here. We are here for the you. Office, uh, the offices of Damian Randall, Don Ray, and Diggy Rose are open 25-8. But call Mr. Ray first. Call me first. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't want to field your calls just yeah. yet. Females especially, call me <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> well... Rocky. Well, you don't know what they'll end up telling you. Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we'll actually <laughs> that actually good consultation. That actually brings us uh, up to a to a good thing, which we'll discuss after our first break. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more from Houston. <laughs> with love. With finger snaps. I think I need a lemonade stand with a faucet sign of it. That'll be open. Consultation. <laughs> consultation. With D-Ray over lemonade. Snaps. <laughs> Welcome black, welcome black to the most dangerous show on All Real Radio. It's From Houston With Love. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? I am good, man. Did uh, you take a few calls during the break? I felt like I should have in my head. Uh, we need to start doing that. People keep asking about that. Doing calls? Like, they're all, they're all annoying. Like, can we just say something? Like, uh, like Damien will have to edit all those calls. Like, sure. what, would you, what would you say, though? Yeah, people just want to hear that stuff. That's all. I mean, just, people I mean, are ratchet. You know, someone get mad if they call and put on the air, but you know, tell them, tell them yeah. they can just show up. If they show up, they can ask us questions in person. You damn right. I hear that. I didn't even say it. Y'all heard that because the doors are open. The doors are well, well they're closed, but they're there. We, we, we will open the door for we will you. Open them. Yeah, we yeah. will. And we'll limit it to three of you at a time. But uh, sure, I mean, just hit up D Ray if you want to come on the show and ask us questions or see it live. <laughs> Text me. Bring Email food. Me. Bring food. Necessarily don't call because I might not answer if I don't know your number. Being honest, <laughs> bring drink drinks. Food. Bring drinks. We always take libations. Or we take you know, Gatorade with flavored water. Canadian dry. Bring some uh, some good you know garlic parmesan bread. I'll be off of my vegan kick in a little bit, so you can bring that too. Edibles. Yeah, yeah. When you say edibles, are you yeah. Not underwear. Yeah. <laughs> But edibles, but the kinds that make you feel happy, herbally essency. Yeah. Um, anything else come out? I'm sure there's some new music that came out this week. What are y'all? What are y'all checking out? Oh uh, man, look, man. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I've been waving, waving my flag for my my lyrical brother here mm-hmm. for a long time. Even been trying to make people listen to it. Some people just wouldn't hear me out. Uh, Royce the Five Nine just put out Nickel Nine. A marvelous album. Mm. A marvelous album. When I say marvelous, that shit is fire. Uh, and for any of those who are in doubt that he he lacked the skills to pay the bills, see what I just did there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an old one from the 80s. Uh, Royce. Royce is displaying some nice, impeccable penmanship, man. He put out two projects within two months. Yeah. And I Prime like this. 2 yeah. and The Book of Ryan. The and the book, book of Ryan of is a Ryan. concept album. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. It's it's it's, most definitely. it's an autobiography, if yeah. you will. 
Did not know his son was that old and that, that is a rapper himself. Most, yeah, most rappers have old ass kids. Hey, man. Yeah. I mean, shit. He's our age. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, I forget that. I feel like I'm still young. Yeah, I, gotta, I know. I know. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah man. Yo, yeah. That, um, uh, Royce, man, Royce, Royce put out, uh, especially, especially, I, I know how MCs do and rappers do, you know, like, especially prolific ones, when some projects are already done. Already mm-hmm. before it's put out, mm-hmm. and which gave him, I'll say he had uh, he had Prime Two probably already finished a while ago, and mm-hmm. probably just needed some yeah. shit edits done or whatever. And I, I want to say he was working on this shit at the same time, though. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. he was. Yeah, dude. No, because this is definitely an album that you don't just put together in yeah. a couple months. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, he, over time he was doing even like the all intros the, scene. And the skits, yeah. like. Yeah. Dwell deeper into the man we know as Royce the Five Nine, but my favorite fucking track on there, bro. All heat, off, all, all bars, flames, mm-hmm. if you will. Godspeed, <laughs> yeah, Godspeed, that's a good, though, bro. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, yeah, he just and he goes off on that one. The uh, track, everything is just butt up out it. Just it's amazing. Woo. I, I will say this. I will say I I love I love this album. But I've been on Royce pause uh, for Boy, a while, and you know, mm-hmm. like from a, a autobiographical album, I the you know I love mm-hmm. shits like that. Oh, I know you do. Yeah, you already know I love shits I like know that. You dog. Do. So, so just 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 hearing just it's amazing to me to see how how MCs put conceptual albums together. You can go from. Uh, if we backtrack for a minute, go to Kendrick's uh, "Good Kid, Mad City." Mm-hmm. Even that, you know, what I'm saying it's amazing how how they how they mesh all of the songs together, but right. and make them tie in together. And and this right here, from uh, speaking on his family's his family's genetic problems, which feeds into his problem. Right. You know, what I'm saying I, I love the way he uh, got that across through the music, man. Um, I like Prime Two a little better, but this mm-hmm. right here. Well, this is this right here is more you know. I feel like this is this is this is where he needs to be on the evolutionary scale. Yeah, because Royce has always been a he's always been a a, a top tier lyricist, and and going back in the day, I, I, I my opinion of him always was like, man, he is really dope. Mm-hmm. I just wish he wouldn't just talk about his dick so much because right. he he's so good right at rapping like, but he'll basically just devolve into talking about his dick. And then when he <laughs> released... Should be hilarious, though. It's, it's funny, but but there's only so much of that. Like, as you get older, like, yeah, I don't really care. And But when he released Layers, I think it was last year, the uh, Layers came out? Layers was like or, two years ago. Or two years ago. Yeah. Shooter, respect the shooter or something like that. No, nah, it was Layers. He's talking about, like, the full project. The full though, project, right? Layers. Yeah, because Respect the Shooter was a mixtape. Yeah. Leading into Layers, though. Right, yeah. Right, I think layers got closer to where he needed to be because even yep. even in layers he talked about um, his family, tabernacle his, man. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. A good one. That was a tabernacle. Good one. You know, he he delved into it a little bit, but I think with this one he just he fully immersed himself and was just like I'm I'm taking off everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking off the gloves and I'm giving y'all the for real for real on my father's addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, cocaine. Cocaine is dope. I like that. <laughs> cocaine, is dope. cocaine. Cocaine is dope. Uh, and I like that one well, line. He says, "Cocaine." The song is dope. The song, yeah, the song, yeah. Yeah, the song. <laughs> it's dope. It's dope. Yeah, yeah. in both ways. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's both a lot ways. of. Two, two, hey, beep, beep. Uh, that line where he says, "I like to, uh, I like to be childish." 
It says it, back in the day you were either on that uh, Voltron or Transozy shit. Yeah, yeah. I like yo. Yeah. Who remembers Transozy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trans- <laughs> yo, I smiled so hard. Like yo, that was my shit. Hey, right, but my, my grandmother used to get so angry because me and my cousin Chris would never finish our breakfast. Because she'll put the TV on while we eat cartoons before we go to school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trans OZ, come on, boy. We'd be like, yo, this is like Voltron, but right. the chick, the, the, the woman robot titties blast off like missiles, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yo, when, when, car- when cartoons were uh, inappropriate. Very inappropriate. <laughs> and I'm looking at the list again here. Like, he had some some joints. Um, Yummy Bingham's on the album. Hmm? And Yummy Bingham on the album? Uh, uh, she, nah, sounds nah, like yummy. Nah. That was probably that Melanie Rutherford chick. But yeah. she sounds like yummy for real. Woke was dope. Caterpillar was dope. Caterpillar was the one song that I thought was I, okay. It was just lyrical flexing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see why it was a single, but I was like, I could have did without the one with Logic though. I'm so. I, I didn't understand why that that was a bonus track. Um, dumb was dope. Cocaine dumb is dope. Yep. Life is fair is dope. Boblo boat was Boblo, surprisingly Boblo good. Boat, man. Yeah, it was good. Boblo boat. I've been been on that for about yeah. three months. So what yeah. is Boblo boat? Boblo boat is uh, from they had like a attraction type theme park uh, in in uh, where they're from, and they would the only way they could get there is on a Boblo boat. So like it's like not a ferry, but it's a boat that they would take to get to the theme park oh. that they uh that they it was like a. I forget the name of it because you know it's in in Michigan or whatever. But it's a real um, theme park that families would go to, and they'd have to take the Boblo boat in order to get there. So uh, that's, yeah. you know that's that's some something cultural thing up up in the Midwest. Like, you know everybody what I'm had to get a Boblo boat. Like what the fuck is that? Like that? Like, uh, <laughs> and I tow boat for niggas. <laughs> and I actually like J Cole's contribution to it as well. J Cole went off. He went off. He went off on that. Um, the summer unlocked. The one with uh, Pusha T and Jada. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one was that one was dope. I could yep. do it without the hook though. The hook is yeah. Didn't rework. Um, Power was dope. That yep. was a good song. Yeah. And and my favorite, the one that really made me stand up was Strong Friend. Strong friend, yeah. yeah. Because and, and this yeah. song was kind of the same as a few other songs on the album where it wasn't it wasn't structured like a traditional song. It wasn't like hook verse um, hook verse hook verse. It was just like I'm gonna give you this this verse. I'm gonna give you this kind of a hook, and then I'm just gonna give you an explanation. I'm just gonna just give you some straight some straight ass talk on it. Yeah, man. And, I, I think with strong friend, man. Like, um, cause first um, the album has many layers already. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like the way you know it goes from one one feeling and one dynamic to the next. Strong friend is uh, good to me because you never know what what somebody is going through. Right. Because you have somebody who you feel whatever in whatever circle you have or whatever you have somebody that you know you always come to when you have an issue. Right. But you never never go. You never you never know what that person is going person. through. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying. And so. I I I uh I, I like the way he dissected that and uh kind of like you know like well shit you know I'm the one who got to hold it down for everybody else mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying but what about <laughs> what about you know yeah. what about what about the strong guy you and, know and right. we'll we'll talk about that more a little bit later in a discussion we're gonna have but that's it's very true and that's that's why it resonates because a lot of people's names that he mentioned at the end like Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. and and uh, Chester from Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Who were kind of seen as the centers or the the pillars of their own groups mm-hmm. were the ones that ultimately ended up taking their own lives, and you know people were shocked by that because these are the people that all the emotions are dumped into, and 
for some people, it seems like their only release from it is to kill themselves. I know that's kind of depressing, yeah, but, but it's real. But there are a lot of there are a lot of themes in this album that actually tackle mental health in a way that we haven't seen until recently, with the likes of Kendrick Lamar, um, even J. Cole. Even though I can't really listen to him like that, um, I've been riding around all night. Fonte's last album, mm-hmm. you know, touches upon it, and I mean, even even Jay Z's four forty four, uh, that one too. Um, you know, it, it's it's good to see people taking a mature approach to music and being very honest, especially as black men. Uh, black men don't like to express their vulnerability nearly as much. And it's not really about being vulnerable. It's, I think it's about being honest with who you are because we all have a, a shared trauma that we have to deal with. But I think Royce really put this album on his fucking back and and showed us, like, this is this is why I have to occasionally remember myself that this is a top five nigga right here. What is yeah. that song uh, where he's talking about uh, his dad having to shrink the Superman when he in his drawers? <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. I can't think. That's of a good song yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good structured song. Uh, and but you, but I like the way he paints the picture and he dwells on that. You know what I'm saying? His brother was having addictions like his dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And hey, you know, it's like, yo, nigga, just stay out. Don't even come on. You don't. He's like Greggy. Just, yeah. <laughs> just don't come on. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough, man. Because it it. it for me, it it made me remember my relationship with my father, which is still, you know, it's, you know, 40-something years in the game. It's still a work in progress, I feel mm-hmm. like. Where as a child, I felt like my father was invincible. I felt like, you know, he was like, I mean, I'm not going to say that I, not not like like I idolize him in a way, but you know, like you just look at him like as an, as an indestructible force. Right. You know, I, I kind of feared him and, respected him at the same time when I was a child. And as you get older, you start becoming aware of their their weaknesses and how that whole dynamic changes. And, you know, having that veil of invincibility stripped away is kind of it's kind of sobering. And I, I think he captured that really well on this album. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was well put together. Uh it, you know, a good writer good writer knows how to how to tap into the souls of others with, you know, with um with the songs and just with the dynamics of how how they uh, put the words together to bring across a certain emotion, mm-hmm. and uh, especially when you've uh, when you've been through something and know how to know how to uh, convey it in such a way, uh, even makes it more better. Like you have your you have your art imitating life. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying. And uh, he's uh, like you said. I, I, I've been I, I've been having conversations with Joel about Royce. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's been in and out of my top he's in top in my top ten but he's been in and out of my top five because you know how we you know how we do yeah but but uh <laughs> but uh most definitely I I I say this online on online and on air I think he's better than him oh yeah uh by far uh no disrespect to him he's he's good in his own right but uh, I think he's better than him I think uh Caterpillar. Was a great display, yes, of, <laughs> of lyrical swordsmanship. I'm a product between Parker Lewis and Kubiak. And Kubiak, yes. I'm glad somebody caught yes. this. A Yo. product of Parker Lewis and Kubiak. Nigga, nigga, so he, so he the cool be. guy and the bully Bullet all at the same, same time. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that bro. was so dope for me. I like, bro, yeah. 
Bro. Yeah. Hey, M, M went off on that on that thing M though. Man. man, anybody has the Parker Lewis can't lose box set anywhere? I have it. I have it I on don't. VHS in Conroe. Yo. That's a great show. I have it on VHS in Conroe, dog. It's a we'll great talk. show. I need, I, yes. <laughs> we'll talk. Great yeah. show. Yeah. Um, so another example of uh, something good that came out within the last week or so that deals with mental health is the uh, the recent episode mm. of Atlanta mm. by Donald Glover wow. and company, yep. which which brought them back to their high school or uh, middle school days. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And no, high school. They were freshmen. Oh, they were high school freshmen. Okay. Um, remember the scene they were, he was looking out for the scenes he didn't want the scenes to beat him up for the oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you're right you That's are right. correct thank you yeah. you are correct but it, it took me back it took me back initially to my middle school years but for those of you who didn't see it um, <laughs> it shows Donald and, and Alfred back when they were in high school freshman in high school and it goes through uh, the topic of bullying and mental health and suicide so trigger warning for any of you right um <laughs> So they were teasing him about, and it, and I know y'all y'all know this from from back in the day. Uh, he got the good Marshalls Man. Fubu shirt, Man. and Man. <laughs> you know the good irregular fit. I see Moss was uh, I had the uh, what's that nigga name? Uh, Which one? K. His name was Carl Carl Kanai. Carl Kanai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Carl Kanai. Marky Mar- <laughs> Mar- Mar- gasket up and put you on blast. <laughs> Yo, show up. Everybody, Donald, where you get that shirt from? It was an embroidered car. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I was like, yo, I know my mama paid a hot dollar for it because it had the gold plate. You had yeah. to have the gold <laughs> yeah, plate yeah. on the side. On the at side. the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they tried to play me because it was three other people who had a car shirt on. Like They had wild colors, like a blue one and a purple. Mine was white with the gold stitching. Yeah. But theirs... You look at the inside, you can see the stitching paper and shit, and it didn't really say Carl Canal on it. Like, uh, it like just some scribble, yep. and they had a gold plate. And I remember they trying to play me, and I'm like, yo, I'm showing nigga the... And they're like, yo, he got a gold plate too. And that nigga gold plate was like aluminum <laughs> shit, like, yo. And I've been there, like, I, like you said, triggered. <laughs> it was a moment, and I don't know. Oh, yeah. I thought that was like, yo, everybody must have had a situation like this. Oh, most definitely. Most yeah, definitely. In, in sixth grade... <laughs> When I went to uh, Lanier in sixth grade, um, you know, coming out of elementary school, I didn't really, like, the, the flyers kicks that I had in elementary school were like, um, what was it, the capers, the ones with the mm-hmm. two laces on each I shoe? Love yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. kangaroos. I think yeah. kangaroos were yeah. like the shit back then, too, because they had a little stupid pocket that couldn't do anything. What's in the pocket of those rules? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't fit anything in there. A dime bag of weed, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I didn't have access to that at the time. <laughs> that was the crack era. Oh, I could have probably fit a crack rock. You could have uh, probably sure made some money. <laughs> yeah, uh, but going in, but you know, even then, I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't really brand oriented, so to speak. So I remember going into sixth grade. Uh, I had some pro spirits from. They were either from Payless or Wieners. I can't remember. Mm. They weren't even pro wings. They were right. pro spirits. Right, I remember them. Yeah, they were <laughs> terrible. And I remember the first day of sixth grade, um, a friend of mine who I, I still talk to occasionally to this day, first person I met in middle school on the bus, uh, you know, we were just chopping it up, whatever. Oh, shit, you stay in Cloverland? Cool, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's, he looked down at my feet. He's like, nigga, what is that on your feet, though? I was like, mm, my mama bought me these shoes. And he was like, ooh. And I was like, 
Oh, I didn't know that was a, that was a thing. You know, got to school like that whole the whole first week of school, people just people just kind of perplexed by like how weak my shoes were. Yeah, and I was like, damn. So I had to I stopped wearing them and I went back and started wearing the capers that I was wearing from the year before, even though they were a little busted. I was like, at least they got a name on them and people left me alone. Yeah. Later that year, dude. Later that year, or no, no, yeah. So beginning of seventh grade. No, it was later that year. I was one of three people at my school, at Lanier Middle School, to have the Jordan ones. <laughs> what? That I begged my mother for. They cost. She said I had a fifty dollar limit. They cost it fifty four ninety nine. I had to cut extra grass for that Damn, extra five dollars. Damn, you got them before they was one oh nine. Yes, right. and Damn. and I remember. The difference in showing up to school. And, and remember, no one really knew what Jordans were yet. Right. Because these weren't retros. These were the original, original. releases, y'all. Yeah. I remember my uncle had some. I'm like, oh, these hoes are ugly. But, but it, man, it shut everything. everyone up. And from that moment on, I swore that I would never live a life without a Jordan <laughs> on my feet at some point in time. And, and unfortunately, that scar has stayed with me to today, yeah. where I was just like, you know, it, it followed me through middle school and high school, whatever. And I was like, and I have to be honest, like part of that was a deflection for me not wanting to even, because the fucked up part is there's nothing special about having Jordans, because by the time you get them, everybody else got them anyway. It just makes it so that people don't really pay attention yeah. to it. And see, I'm glad you said that, but see, we, I came from Fifth Ward, so when I went to North Shore, my mom was like, you ain't finna have... As soon as everybody else getting, they getting shot and jumped in. Not well, I, went my white, I went to white school, so yeah. yeah. So, you know, North Shore was pretty white, but only 12% black. Yeah. Oh. However, my mama bought me the Charles Barkley's, the, the David Roberts, not David Roberts, the Dennis Robbins, mm. uh, and what's some others, the Bo Jacksons. It was a girl that was an upperclassman. She told one of my homeboys who was dating her little sister, you tell your boy with the Bo Jacksons, he my boyfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I saw this tall girl who was attractive, but she was so ghetto. Mm-hmm. But she was hood, but she was fine. <laughs> and I'm a freshman. Yeah. Bro, she said we were together. We were together. So did they pass you a note asking if they were real because she don't like broke niggas? No. no. <laughs> Thank God. Because I showed up with the Barclays on. I was with the Barclays had the suede joints with yep. the red, yeah. black, and the white. Yeah. Nigga, she was like, yo, my boyfriend got the Bo Jackson and the Barkley. So she wasn't worried about me having no Jordans. I said that to clear. And I'm like, man, only if you knew how I got this hookup because of my uncle. These are his shoes. These just <laughs> you know, hand me down, bro. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Uh, that, that, so I understand Ern when he understand how he had that swag sauce on him and he didn't know what. What was what he was like? Oh shit, bitches give me that note. Like, yeah, that's nah, that's part of the game, I, bro. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Cause we went to Fleming for a little bit yeah, together. Yeah, we, we did. Well, I, I, I didn't have to fight over brands. I was, I was a Bugle Boy guy slash a Levi's guy. Woo, get those from Miller's Outpost. Slash, slash. I dressed like Slick Rick when I was in sixth grade, seventh yep. grade. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really, uh, what I had to fight for was air, air and living, <laughs> just Damn. because I was there. Damn. Because you the Let short. Let me say this again so y'all niggas Damn. can get it. I had to fight for air, air. for breathing. <laughs> I had to fight for air and just an existence in where the school that I went to because I was I was one of the smallest guys there, and 
I wasn't fighting over clothing. Yeah. I was fighting just to exist in yeah. that motherfucker. Because most of them couldn't wear your shit anyway. Couldn't wear my <laughs> shit anyway. You know what I'm saying? But um, but it was a lot. It was a lot taken from Atlanta. It was a lot of uh, you know. I hate to say the word bullying, but I mean you know shit. But that's, that's what happened. That's dude. just what it was. That's though. what it was. We just didn't. If we you, didn't identify we, it as that. But see, yeah, the thing is, yeah. well, and, and you would only get bullied for three things or a few things: smelling like shit or piss, right? right. Being having the wackest clothes, having a fucked up haircut, yep, or just being ugly or fat, or. Or if they just thought they could take advantage of it, your way, and yeah. that's what that. And I was gonna say that's that's where most of it that I like, yeah. especially being if, being an underclassman. I remember being in ninth grade and I was surrounded by a bunch of upperclassmen, <laughs> and they they everyone tested you at least once. Yep, they tested you at least once, and you basically got one chance to be like, "Fuck you, nigga." Yep, and then they'll they'll they will leave you alone the rest of the time. As soon as you show them any kind of weakness, yeah. then they start yep. going in on nigga. That's why your hair fucked up. Yeah, nigga. That's why your shoes weak. Nigga, them ain't your bows. Them her bows. Nigga, yeah. Like they they go in and they do all that. Well, see, Damon, that's why you always have to make an example of somebody because I, you know where you from. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. when I feel like if I can't rank, I rank you. What it was the key word? Can you whoop me though? Yeah. Can you whoop my ass? Can you whoop me though? Or even even if you fought and 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 shit showed that you wasn't gonna back down though. Right. You know Should what I'm saying? That, yeah. that at least you know, Lil Rob. I don't know if you remember Lil Rob from Lamar. He was an upperclassman, <laughs> and I was uh, under Lil Rob. He was from Fifth Ward too, and he would always fuck with me for no reason. He tell mm-hmm. me I wasn't from the ward, and like man, fuck no, you. Nigga. Don't you used to hate questions like that? Like, bitch, <laughs> like, what nigga, else I gotta do? I'm telling you where I live, and I'm giving you landmarks, nigga. And you still fuck with me, nigga? <laughs> fuck you. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I used to say, nigga, you can meet me at drill team practice. <laughs> I'll be there every Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Pull up. But but you know, I but, used to get it too because I because <sighs> I quote unquote talk white. Oh, nigga, you ain't from Sunnyside, nigga. Yeah. The fuck you from. Nigga, you talk all white. I'm like, dog, we go to the same school. Nigga, you done seen me, nigga. Yeah. You we seen ride me, the, You see where I get on the bus. Oh, wow. And you see where I get off, nigga. Like, you know, and I, and I, I like. <laughs> just because my parents speak proper English does not mean you can whoop this ass. But it's unfortunate that, you know, first of all, it's unfortunate that people, but it's the nature of being. Children and immature, I guess. Like they just tease you on shit. Man, children when you assholes. Different. They are man. assholes. But it does <laughs> for a lot of people that does leave it does leave scars, especially if they're because not everyone is willing to fight. And in their defense, they shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to go to school and defend yourself just for being short. Mm-hmm. Right. For example. Somebody shouldn't have to defend themselves just for being fat or being whoever they are. And it's unfortunate that when when people cannot do that. Unfortunately, it it ends up badly for them. Uh, I remember in in ninth grade, there was a guy named Fred. Fred was Fred was he was like a real cool dude, but quiet. But he uh, he, I shouldn't say he dressed funny. He was he was just a little different. Like he kind of dressed like a very proper Dwayne Wayne Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Oh, before wow. before it really came into style, so he kind of had the little weird glasses, and he, he kind of had the. The, the mustard Z Cavariccis that were flooding a little bit. Oh, so he dressed like old buddy off of 16 Candles who was trying to flirt with <laughs> Miley Ringwald. Kind of sort of. I got it. But oh, it was, androgynous ass little But it was boy. cool for him, but it was just, it wasn't the style for everyone yet. And they used to kind of fuck with him. And, you know, Fred used to just kind of like, ah, whatever, man. You know, I ain't, I ain't really studying with y'all. And you could tell Fred is kind of do, he wasn't going to fight anybody. And I remember Fred rode our bus for a while, and they used to they used to always fuck with. Him. Like anytime they got bored, 
He was like, man, let's just let's just start snapping on Fred. Mm-hmm. And he just fucked with Fred, and Fred would just be like, whatever, dog. I'm I'm looking out the window. Um, well, see, I had a huge forehead, so you know, I don't, I can't feel sorry for somebody that's just raggedy. Walk around well, with a huge forehead. Well, unfortunately, during spring break, um, uh, Fred went to Galveston and walked into the ocean. No shit. For real? Yes. No shit. He did no it like shit. that? He did it like that. Um, some people yeah. had gone down there for like a beach party. Damn, bro. And, and uh, I, I think Fred was invited to go. I don't, I don't remember specifically if he ever acknowledged that he was going or anything like that. But uh, yeah, he was he was found mm. washed up ashore, Damn. and and some some people somewhere it, it said that they saw him walking into the into the ocean, and they could just drowned himself. You think uh, he could got caught That's by deep. undercurrent? I mean, That's that shit happens too. Fully clothed. That's deep. Okay, well yeah. I stand back. Yeah, it was it was that whatever was, it was that at was the a time. Statement. Huh? That was a statement. Yeah, whatever it was at the time, it was it was clear that he he did that intentionally. Mm. And that was I remember that was a that was the first time because like on, on Atlanta where they made the announcement where the guy came in the classroom like if anyone wants to talk about it, you know we're here for you. Blah blah yep. blah. I remember when we got to because he was still attached to our bus route when we got to school that day. One of the assistant principals came on the bus before we got off and was like, "I knew all of you knew Fred, whatever." Blah blah blah. If you need to, stop by the counselor's office and we'll talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And and I remember they made an announcement over the uh over the overhead that day. Like we we unfortunately we lost one of our, our students over the uh holiday. Um if anyone feels like they need to talk about anything, blah, blah, blah. I was like, damn, that's some deep shit. Yeah. And that was kind of the first time that I realized that. Like man, you never know what's really below the surface. For some people, they might seem cool as hell, mm-hmm. but you know that lack of release might just lead to to yeah. walking into the ocean. Yeah, still, still, I, I, I use a uh, I use a phrase uh, older older cats used to use around me. You know, um, still waters run deep, man, and mm. uh, you just never know. You know, it looks cool on the surface. You just never know what's going going on uh, deep down. Um, yeah, mental, mental, um, just anything dealing with with the mental period, man. You know, it's uh, it's touchy, especially if something is being something is triggering you to to act in a, a different way than what than who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's really rampant in the in the in the black community where we don't get we don't have that that um, that release. Uh, you know, some some cats might use sports or whatever, whatever to kind of be a right. bomb for it. But but uh, as far as expressing it amongst each other, that's not really done. Really, you know. Yeah. Most most of the time, we're taught to to man up, suck it up, yeah, deal with it, do some push ups. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Real, Even, men, real men don't cry. Real men don't do this. 
Even um, when you're being disciplined <laughs> as a child and your and your father is telling you like I'm gonna whoop your ass, you better not cry. Yeah. If I see you cry, it's gonna it's gonna hurt even more. Well, my dad never <laughs> told me that he loved me to cry. Oh. Oh shit, no. Oh no. So you the son. was you better show him that that shit working. You, you, you the son of you the son of a pastor. I'm the. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm a grandson of a pastor. My old man was like, "If you cry, if I see you cry, it's gonna hurt even more." And, shit. And so you, you're you're conditioned to bottle up. I mean, that's some slave shit if you think about it. Like you're conditioned <laughs> to bottle Take up it. your pain and all your hate and just absorb it and not release it somehow. Like crying is a natural release, right? For pain. Yeah, it was a lot of natural releases right. in my household. And when, <laughs> when you have to suppress it, sometimes I get the citric cord if it wasn't coming out fast enough. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've gotten that. I've gotten. That's know. why I never, ever, 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 ever since I was nine asked for another racetrack in my house again for Christmas. Ooh. Hell no! Nah. I hit all the belts one day, thinking I was gonna be slick with this ass whooping that was pending. Mama said, <laughs> like, "Oh shit! I can't find a belt. Oh yeah, you want a high belt, son?" I'm like, "Oh shit!" She just automatically knew. She said that racetrack that had the one that you go up on the wall. Motherfuckers would go up to the wall and come back down. Yeah. She lightly took that shit off the racks. Oh my god, I was good. I'd never asked another fucking racetrack again. And she used to know I used to love them hoes. Used to have like five of them. Yeah. And she like, son, you want another racetrack? I'm good. No, I like he man. I like he man. You can't whoop a nigga with a castle gray skull. You try. Well, you throw it at you. Snake Mountain and Castle Gray Skull. <laughs> my, my poor ass gonna look for one of them hoes. So. Hey, nigga, I was having walls. Like, I was having walls. I had. Yeah. I used to, nah, I used to steal everybody else's shit. <laughs> but my own shit, nah, I only had one, one castle grace go by. I'm like, how you got all these toys? Shit. Don't leave your toys around me. True thief, nigga, for real. <laughs> I had uh, niggas I didn't even know the name of. Like, it's such a. Such a moss this man. Nigga, this nigga is. <laughs> My moss man was bathed with somebody. That nigga used to leak water with some of the mosses rubbing out. Like, Who the fuck was it? Hey, <laughs> free toy. <laughs> Shit. Um, growing up, did you did your did your families ever like? Did y'all ever have discussions about mental health or, or talk about? No, we shit. just had made names up for our cousins and stuff. Like I had a cousin named Screwboy, had a cousin named Nutsy. These are all niggas that live in the country, of course. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's how we handle mental health. Uh, my cousin Sean, who was uh, uh, when he was born, he hit the tub because mama didn't. Nobody knew his mama was pregnant, so she gave birth and he slid out, popped the tub, boop, got a check. He was always off. I mean, off like <laughs> wow. You know how Carolyn was standing in front of the, the static TV wow. with the pepper and the salt, the salt pepper shit. It was just black and white. Oh. That nigga life is like that. The whole oh. his whole entire life, he just <laughs> straight on static. Like, like for instance, you remember the, the game called highball where you throw the ball up, the football yeah. up real high. Yeah, I had older cousins who were like your size playing against us as kids. Now, when I say kids, we like 12, mm-hmm. 13, mm. playing against these kids. These niggas that play high school football. Right. They're starting varsity. So we're playing in my grandparents' front yard with no pads. <sighs> the only soft thing next to you is old pissy mattresses or a ditch full of water and mud. So when you play this ball, you everybody like, hey, DJ. Why, that was McDonald Jr. Why, when we kick the ball up high... You never catch that motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, y'all not finna make a crash dummy out of me. I, I do have to go to school the next day. But it was nothing for my cousin Sean to get. Like, 
I seen a kid get hit and flip in the air, like three or four flips, mm-hmm. fall, and like, I'm all right. Get up and no broken bones or yeah. nothing. Like that's how we played in the eighties. Yeah, that's and they that was the eighties. They will go. Yeah, like, but we're middle school or uh, still in yeah. fifth grade going yeah. against high school kids. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I'm just telling you. So that was our mental health. That's how crazy we were. This is about as close to mental health <laughs> as yeah. you can get. That's how retarded wow. you have to be. Yeah, man. yeah. And I was the only smart kid because they're like, and then they were like, oh, he he gay because he don't like. Sight of blood. No, nigga, I'm just smart. And I don't like to bleed my own blood. Right. So I'm going to sit here while... Because my dad from Family 16 Brothers and Sisters. So mm-hmm. I got older cousins who were just a few years older than me. And they didn't realize that they were a few years older than me because they were a little off. And Same yeah, thing. Yeah. Like I said, I <laughs> yeah, just yeah. chill. Like they call me white boy. I'm, I'll be anything you want, but I'm not going to be hurting. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, uh, we we never we never we we were the same thing. If anybody was a little quote unquote off in my family, they were just they were either just touched or off. Like we never we never really discussed what might have been wrong with them or what type of trauma might have led to what they were. Because I had a couple cousins who were twins, who were I mean they were older than me, like seven or eight years older than me, who were babied as kids because they were the only boys in the family up to that point. And they grew up. They grew up kind of off, and they're still off to this day. Mm-hmm. But no one ever really talked to them about them. They were just kind of like, "We're just gonna leave y'all two in a room and just let y'all be weird together." To the point where, when they got out into the real world, they didn't have any social skills and didn't know how to really manage themselves. And like one of them had a had a uh, oh man, this is dark now. Um, he married a woman who killed two of their children. Oh goddamn! Thanks, um, but then he, but then he, <laughs> but Damn. he, he didn't. His grip on reality was so off that he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to work with her to figure out why she did it." Oh hell no! Like it was, it was, we were just like, "Huh? Like no?" But may it was. I, may I ask how old the children were? Like in childbirth, like a, like a. They were relatively young, like within the first three years or something like that. Oh, and this bro. this was a while ago. It was and it was weird because when we met her, like when we met her the first time, we were like, "Hey, man, are you sure this is the one?" Because she's kind of weird. And one of his sisters was like, "Hey, bro, she's crazy. You need to get away from her." He's like, "No, she loves me though. I mean, she just has her way of showing it." And sure enough, I mean, a few years later, they had. Couple kids and I'll be. and she she I'm poor babies. It was it's kind of jacked up, man. We Damn. but again, it, it comes from people not people not talking about it. Uh, what what are you guys thoughts about therapy? I'm all for one for it. I've been to a shrink before twice. One to control my anger, anger management. <laughs> Talk to me about that. Um, I used to blow up a lot to the point where I would bottle anger in and I was almost turning my mom would she'll tell you this I get so mad uh, the, the back of my ears are, feel like they're boiling mm-hmm. and my nose will start bleeding like I'm 11 mm-hmm. from uh, Stranger Things so I would bottle it in couldn't I didn't have like an outlet a positive outlet uh, besides punching kicking and trying to hurt something other than myself uh, and I always wanted to fight I always wanted to fight very angry little boy 
because I was picked on. He had a big forehead, and I heard all the jokes. Uh, uh, there was a shoe coming out in the late night, early night. It's called Head. Uh, my <laughs> classmates decided it was cool to post all the posters on top of my uh, po- picture. Uh, uh, there was like people like, yeah, you're running fast. You're the head of the class. Uh, I heard that. Mm. Uh, the older kids would lick their hand and slap me in the face with the. So I had to pick up fighting. So that's when I was like, look, I can't beat you with the ranks. So here come the hands. So my uncle and them and my mom all showed me how to throw hands the proper way. Put me in golden gloves. And when I started fighting cats, nicknamed Donkey Kong and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is true, real shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, my nickname was Domino. I'll put you on your back. Like, I literally like to just not. I had, I, I, I never, I hate sucker punch. So when I fought you, you knew we're about to fight. It's, the thing is, just don't get caught with one of these punches. And for the first two minutes, I got all the energy and strength in the world. But I have no stamina, so <laughs> if you can hold me after five minutes. But then I made it. I made a name for myself, so I went from being the guy that was getting picked on to the guy that was coming back with the snappy ass witty comments, or he'll challenge you to a fight. So they were like, "Let him have his fun." Let him have his fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So good time. Yeah. So, but that's but like but when I was in Fifth Ward, that kind of prepared me for going to North Shore, where there wasn't as many black people. But then I also had to talk. It was white boys talking shit. It was Hispanic dudes. Then it was a few black cats. So I had to had to have something for everybody. So uh, my hood, my street shit, they got put into me real early. Mm-hmm. So I was able to hold all that 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 uh, that uh, arrogant arrogant. I'm from the hood. I can whoop your ass. People, that was the biggest thing. Oh, you finna fight him, Donald from Fifth Ward. That's mm. all. And then ghetto boys was that. That wouldn't have scared me back then. Oh, it's scared. That, that, that shit carried weight. That shit but yeah, was it, it, a, it, that shit, I'm, I'm joking. By the time the fifth, by the time ghetto boys and like fifth ward boys came out, like people were legit scared of the word. Fifth I used ward. to have this dude, man. I don't even put his name out there. R H is what I'm say. That dude had to be about six one when we were in middle school, and he wanted to fight me. Something happened. And we played basketball, but. So he came up to me and I just stole off on him. Like I'm hitting him all in the stomach. I can't hit his face. And somebody said, He's from Fifth Ward. You better not want to fight with Donald. And that boy just <laughs> started crying. He was so scared to swing on me because I was from Fifth Ward mm-hmm. and he didn't want to Fifth Ward beads on him. <laughs> Dropping yeah. them motherfuckers. He didn't want them. Yeah. And that's what everybody said. Uh, he got shook. Like I ain't never seen somebody in the middle of a fight freeze. I've always thought it was ironic that. Bushwick Bill was the one that said that line. Yeah. Dropping them fifth ward. Right. Like no one would be scared of Bushwick. I mean Scarface wrote that lyric, so yeah. right. you see I mean. So you got you got some counseling for that. Yeah. And, and you, uh it helped. It helped. It, it actually helped a lot, man, because I was literally trying to fight everybody that had a problem with me. Like, you look at me crazy. I'm with my girl, and you look at me like I don't know why the tip of my shoulder was. It's like it just developed over time and just festered. Like I got tired of going home, like, man, I should have said something. Man, I just mm-hmm. said, I hate mm-hmm. feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Why do I got? Why they gotta keep fucking with me? I don't fuck with nobody. Like I literally was that kid. My dad had some weights, so I was started. Use, that's why I got big ass calves. Yeah. Doing leg weights and use curling and shit. Like, he would never let me squat. Like that stunt your growth. And so mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was strong when fighting until I started knocking niggas out. Yeah. And like, yo, this is where it's at. This is my calling. <laughs> <laughs> These hands. 
And I always tell you, people are like, I talk a lot of shit, but the one thing about me, I don't start it, and I can always back mine up. And even if I lost, and this is how crazy I was, and I said uh, anger management was needed, because I would get whooped, which I would I close for weeks on end. But every time I see that person that fought me, I would fight their ass. Mm-hmm. Fight them. Fight them. Until what? Like, I remember one dude, his name was Jalen. We fought so many times to where he would whoop my ass so much to hey, man, leave me alone. He would have to tell me to leave him alone because I would, what's up, bitch? And just run up on him. I don't give him no time, no breathe to help. Knock the eye to me a little bit bigger, bro. And, and I didn't like, Quan Man says this one line. says, I never understood losing until I got a win. That one summer when I had my growth spurt, and that motherfucker was talking shit, and this was a girl that I liked. And he had grabbed her and he body slammed her in the pool. And I got him <laughs> and I wore this motherfucker out. I washed him like new clothes. And and when I say everybody in the hood saw it and they were like, they done. It was a wrap. He wanted to be my best friend for the longest, bro. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> and, I, and she was happy. I came to her defense. I for nah, nah, When I say a win, like I really look forward to Because he picked with everybody. He fucked with everybody. And I was like the hood champion, nigga. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I won. Nigga. I don't know how many times I lost to this motherfucker, but that one win is all I needed. Well, we're, we're glad that you've uh, <laughs> you left those waves behind you. Yeah, now. man. It comes out every night. That's impressive. Because you're too old to get your ass whooped now. I am. I am. You know, I, all of us. youngsters are. Yeah, all of us too old to get our asses whooped by anybody. Because, I mean, you only need to get caught slipping once. Yes. Yeah. That's a wrap. What about you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Cashmere? You, uh... Have you benefited from therapy before? Uh, my therapy has been my music, man. Mm-hmm. Even when I was younger. Uh, growing up in Fifth Wall was traumatizing. <laughs> it was traumatizing. For real. And sometimes I have... Talk to me about it. I, <laughs> sometimes I have relapses when shit pisses me off. D, you've seen it I've seen. Before. I've seen you, I've I've seen you flare seen up. I've seen it as well. You've seen it before. Oh. Uh, but music, um, it kind of helped me to uh, to express my anger through through the arts, cause I'm a, I was an artsy farsy kid growing up anyway, uh, and where I didn't, you know, church wasn't working. I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> you can only you can pray so much. You know, I'm, I'm a believer in whatever, but you know, uh, just having that out to express myself in a certain way was very therapeutic, and I don't mean it in the in the way that. Some cats use it because they just be saying it just for the fuck of saying it, but it yeah. literally helped save my life. Yeah, Word. Uh, because um, you know, you, you 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 go to school, you go to school, and you got to fight every day. You got to go to gymnastics, and niggas turning out the light. Oh, and whooping niggas at, oh, yeah. in the locker room and gymnastics. Hold on, explain that out. shit to Damien. He doesn't understand. Oh yeah, I need to hear. So about this. so you know you know we so our gymnastics room was. In the same hallway, it was in the same area as Wood Shop, right? And so, you know, imagine, imagine, and my partners on with the elementary was in a class with me, but then you had all these roguish ass niggas in gymnastics class <laughs> as well. Word. Niggas proper like proper straight word. off the block in the same fucking class. So your ass walk in there and you got two of your close homies that you didn't grew up with. And then a whole locker room full of gorillas in that motherfucker. Silverbacks, my nigga. And so, <laughs> and so y'all getting changed for gymnastics. All of a sudden, niggas trying to fight. 
Lights go out. Pitch black. Niggas are swinging. All you hear is punches, meat. Niggas hitting the locker. Nigga. That is some nigga shit. Nigga. I'm talking about every day. So imagine. And they move. And it ain't like. D. They're moving. The lockers are moving, my nigga. But D. This ain't no big locker room. No. It's like a it's like it's like a gunshot house. So you got the lockers right here. Lockers right here. Yeah. The little space where you can stand to put your shit in the locker. And I'm talking about yeah. literally like right next to the locker. And then a, a bench where you can sit. So Damn. nigga, you you compacted in this small space and you got niggas in this locker in this you shotgun know who locker you room. You don't know who the fuck you hitting, but your niggas ain't tripping though, cause y'all did this yeah. shit before. <laughs> yeah. So you in there and every like every day it's like Shit, it's time to fight, nigga. Lights out. Boom, boom. I'm, I'm talking about every day, nigga. Hey, but it's only one shit. position you can do because they got the benches there and it's wood. It's wood. You have to squat down, literally. Put your, your hands up. And you have to block. He not lying. Nigga. And, but the thing is, if Coach caught y'all, if Coach came in there, everybody getting their ass lined Everybody. Up. Everybody's getting it. Paddles. I don't give a fuck if you didn't swing your ass getting that wood. And, and bro... And bro, like it was bro. one one particular time, Woo. one particular time that I had to fight this nigga in that locker room because he kept getting on me one day. And I said, dog, I was like Earn in the back of the car, except, <laughs> except I didn't get slammed yeah, because I was a strong little nigga. I said, dog, today not the day, bro. Please leave me alone. <laughs> and this nigga kept flexing. So- me learning how to fight from my, my one of my older cousins from Trinity Garden, I was I fought dirty because I was small. So <laughs> yes. the lights went out. I grabbed that nigga Nut nuts and balls, <laughs> pulled them towards me, and started punching this nigga. Dog. <sighs> Wrapped them up and kind of like threw them on the ground. And we, you know, we on the ground fighting. And after that, I didn't have no problems no more. Yeah, I didn't have no problems no more here and there. But I say all that to say that's what the fuck I had to go through. And I go home, I don't have nobody to really talk to about this shit because, yeah. you know, parents coming to school doing shit yeah. like that. that oh, was don't let your mom come look. to school. They're going, oh, yeah. your parents show up and they know that your parents had to settle something for you with the teachers and shit. You getting your ass whipped. Nah, they finna yeah. get, nah. You're going to be fighting every day. Yeah. So so from that, I, I so this is this is how the therapy shit come in. So from that, I started writing and I started being known. And this this carried on to, to Lamar too. Mm-hmm. I, I started being known as the little nigga who could rap. And so that shit kind of helped. The rapping at home first and writing and shit kind of helped me deal with deal with uh, not getting too angry for, for, for a time. Right. And, uh, and also helped me kind of become known for something else other than, you know, trying to get... Jumped on and fighting and shit. I mean, because right. I was cool. I was cool with you know. With I was cool with niggas, but you know, like like we said at that time and just period, uh, even now, like man, some kids are just assholes, man. Yes. And 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 uh, and to get a point across or to do whatever they wanted to do to be be uh, popular, that was the thing or whatever. But but I would use that. I use rap and uh, and movies and shit and getting lost in the different characters back then. As a way, as as my therapy, man, and and that kind of like really, that kind of that kind of protected me from some street shit too, yeah. And 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 really carried on, uh, carried on along for me going to Lamar because I wanted to go to Lamar. I don't and I don't know how I heard about Lamar in Fifth Ward, but right. 
but I heard, but I heard about the school, and I knew it was art. It was, it was a real. I knew it was a real eclectic school. Yeah, and so. And we had I, the yellows. We had it, the yellows. Oh, yeah, Lamar had the yellows. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all should see my face right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody had better yellows than uh, they, North they Shore. Had, they had the yellows. What? Oh. We, North Shore is literally live, mm. stayed in a place called Little Louisiana. No. Anything from Pleasantville to Channel View, people have migrated from Louisiana and settled there. We had yellows from all around, though, man. The, the, at the time. Yeah. The only school that the only school that came close, and this is way off subject, only school that came close <laughs> at the time was Willow Ridge. Okay, yeah, Willow, explaining yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. But let me tell you this: Don't you know that some of y'all yellows that went to Lamar lived in North Shore? I understand that, but I'm just saying they. That's why I said we had them from all over, though. They 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 congregated. At I, mean, Lamar. I know what they had. You know, when they was, were birthed. You know, yeah, it was yellow. I knew, I knew quite a few. Yeah, I, I mean, I know where they lived. They lived all over, but they came to school with us. Yeah, you know, uh, we smashed them though in the summertime. We had the finest of the fight. We smashed them in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, that's why everyone worked at Astroworld so that you could. Man, but yeah, um, but I, yes, and 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 I I can see firsthand that uh, Cashmere Don's therapy has come a lot through his music, um, being very involved in his projects, uh, in particular, Taste's Choice and Daily Journal. Daily Journal probably more so. Yeah. Uh, because I, I know everything that was going on at the time and mm. and the amount of dedication that he had to that project because he was driving 90 minutes each way to my crib to record and it was it was very important to him that he did it even when all the files were lost that we had to start over hey. um, and, and can I say one thing mm-hmm. I'm gonna share this uh and D and y'all y'all probably don't even know this like like um when that when that project when we finished when we was working on that project I was going through a real traumatic time at that at that time mm-hmm. and at the same time I probably didn't express to you but I I I was going I had suicidal thoughts at that time mm. during the during the making of that project and you know the calamity of everything yeah. that was happening yeah and I but I and I never shared that with anybody because all I had all I had was beats and your place to come to to record. You know what I'm saying? Damn, man, um, that's real. And uh, that's real, bro. And I, I, I um, I'm trying not to try not to get emotional. Oh, <laughs> um, this nigga's doing. He's, he's doing. He's doing push-ups, ladies and gentlemen. My nigga, D doing push-ups. But that yeah, that oh, um, man. and I'm I'm, real, I'm being being dead honest. I gave me dead serious, bro. man. That um. That time really, uh, it's funny we talking about mental health. That time really, uh, really helped me get through that, get through that phase, bro. And I, um, on air, I want to say I, I appreciate that because I don't know if that if that wouldn't have been in place at the time, bro. I don't know, uh, I don't know what I would have done at that time, dog. That's and right. I, um, I appreciate, I appreciate you for that, man. Yeah, that's real, man. Damn, damn, my bad, man. Now I'm getting okay. No, that's good. That's good though. That's good though, man. I think we should go ahead and get on. That's the good break. though, man. Black man, black man. No, I got it. But um, just one more, just one more point on the therapy thing before we before we go into a break. He had to go into the next room do some push ups. Um, damn, bro. I'm I'm one of those people that didn't didn't really mess with therapy until relatively recently. Um. Honestly, I've always been a person. I'm a little winded from the push-ups. 
I got a headache now. Uh, I've always been one of those people who's internalized a lot and has kind of processed things on my own. And, you know, my, my release has been through, really through distraction. Like, I, I, I do a lot of things. I juggle a lot of things to, to stay occupied until things kind of make their way out. Hold on, let me catch my breath. <laughs> Get you, baby. Ah, okay. Um, you know, a lot of you might remember about seven and a half years ago, I had a traumatic experience where I was held hostage in a robbery. And that was the, the first time that I, like, visibly and knowingly experienced PTSD. I know mm-hmm. as, as, as black men, we, we kind of grow up with some form of PTSD all our lives. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was the first time that I was actually, like, clinically diagnosed with it. And I remember at the time, um, even though I didn't feel like, like I, I, I really made it a point at the time to, to not dive into getting like medicated for it. Cause I, and, and my wife still yells at me about this. I was like, but it, I still stand by this. I wanted to feel everything. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted, I didn't want to mask how I was feeling behind medication. I actually wanted to feel it and take my time to come out of it. Um, because I felt like for me that was the only way to do it. And I did go to a therapist once during that time, um, this black dude. And at the time, it was a waste of time because I don't think he I don't think he took me seriously. Mm. And I, I think it was very unfortunate. because um, I went to see him and he was asking me, you know, so how do you feel? You know, do you have he was asking me at the time, like, do you have suicidal thoughts? Do you feel like you want to hurt yourself? And I was like, I really don't. I really don't feel that way. But it doesn't it doesn't seem like outside of the questions that were on his form, it didn't seem like he was genuinely interested in asking me questions mm-hmm. about myself. And I, so I kind of wasted an hour or so with him. And then after that I was just like, eh, I'll just kind of do it on my own. But I know I've I've always kind of been a person that people come to with their own issues and their own problems and I've kind of absorbed that over the years. Excuse me, which is fine, but um, this recently, as 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 recently as this year, my job actually has on site. Well, they had it now; they they cut the funding for it. Um, on site, uh, an on site wellness program where there's a building on site where you can go and you can talk to a therapist or whatever, and they were offering eight free sessions or eight sessions. I was like. You know what? Let me try it out. Because there was one morning that I got to work, one of my coworkers just annoyed me, and I didn't want to go off on her. So I was like, "Let me just, let me just walk down there and just blow off some steam for a minute." Didn't really think anything of it. Turns out we had a really good conversation, mm-hmm. and I think the most refreshing part about it for me was that I got to talk to a complete stranger. And I think sometimes, especially for me, that's that's necessary because I'm usually an open book to everyone, but I also am honest enough in myself to know that there's only so much that I give to people. Yeah. So a lot of people only see one side of me, whichever side it is. They see the angry Damien, or they see the happy Damien, or they see whatever they want to see. They see the Damien who doesn't give a fuck and doesn't have emotions. But this was the... It was a relief for me because I got to say everything that I wanted to say 
without judgment and without this person knowing and knowing that this person doesn't have some type of bias one way or the other because they don't know me at all. And we ended up, uh, had three sessions with them before they cut the funding. Mm. But, and this is like within the last few months, but it's it's helped me tremendously better understand myself because he, he told me things about myself that I didn't really take into account. I was like, damn, you're actually, that shit is actually right. Like he told me, he was the one that told me that I have a tendency to absorb a lot of other people's emotions and that shit has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he was like, where does it go? And I was like, I have no idea. And he's like, it's it's still in you somewhere. Um, even if you don't feel pressures from your own life, you absorb that from other people and it has to go somewhere. Yep. Yeah. He also told me that I need to learn how to block out noise and find quiet time for myself as well. Because that's, again, I, I, I bury myself in distractions. And, you know, so anyway, that's just to say it works. Yeah. And I, I think as, as black men, we don't acknowledge therapy enough, whether it's actually going to a therapist or finding something to actually deal with whatever it is that you need to deal with. And you openly understand mm-hmm. that that's what it's there for. Yeah, um, it could be music. It could be acting. It could be anything you want to do. Meditation. Yeah. Meditation. Yeah. Masturbation. Okay. Um, but I've started meditation. Masturbation is something of the past. But I've started. Uh, med- I've done meditation I as know well. I do both. Talked to one yesterday. Whoa. I used to. I used to. Uh, I used to make it a point, uh, especially like when I first started college, to to meditate for an hour every single day. Mm. And I kind of got away from that, and I do need to go back to it. But that also goes back into making more time for myself. Yeah. Um, Transcendental meditation is good, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, we're going to take one more break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about our own personal keys to mental, mental health. We come back. So we'll be right back with more from Houston. With love. Sharing is caring. We love Care you. Bear. Look at that. Woo. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are still here. Um, we're still strong, proud black men. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, you know, ooh, we, we still, ooh, ooh. still, we are still gorillas in, uh, in the mist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as we mentioned before, we're just going to uh, round everything off with a with a quick round robin on our own personal keys. To mental health, uh, these are the things that we kind of go by to keep ourselves afloat, and I, I think everyone should have their own set of um, mental keys or tropes or whatever to go by to kind of keep themselves on the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, would anybody like to go first with their first one? I'll go ahead. I'll just jump out the gate. Just listen. Just <laughs> listen, and then kind of explain what it is. Video games. Mm. Uh, my escapism uh, from reality. You know. Uh, for instance, when Grand Theft Auto 3 came about, oh, I guess, um, and you could actually just, just run around killing people. I was working at Chase. <laughs> yes. And I was literally, at the same time. Yes. I will literally have a pet. And I have a friend of mine who he thought I was just crazy. I literally have a, a, a tablet, and every customer that will piss me off, I'll write their name down. <laughs> True story. Go to Grand Theft Auto and literally kill everyone in sight. Then they had this game called State of Emergency that came out. 
And with state of emergency, you can just, it was like a riot, but they give you guns or whatnot, and you could just mow people down. I thought I was going to be a serial killer. He was, he, my fiance at the time thought I was going to be a serial killer, because literally, I have a, like, yep. You could, they had this one thing in the options where you can name them, name like a few of the characters, a few of the people that you kill all the time. Yeah. So I just put those names in, even coworkers. Uh, and these, this is video games, people. Yeah. This is so video people games. come on the screen. <laughs> I would go da, 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 eat their ass up. He Pause. just he just he just made it to a few watch lists. Yeah, I, <laughs> but that was old two oh three. That was so many years ago. I, but that was my escapism, and that was what led me to my fighting games, and that's just all I need in order to decompress some time. Well, San Andreas, San Andreas oh, for me was yes. the one, and actually, I that was when I kind of realized. CJ, I kind of CJ. I felt like I had a problem because I I had beat the game a long time ago. But just like you, there were days where I would come home, no joke, man. I would come home and for two hours just roll around the city killing people. Yeah. Sometimes I would just get the jetpack and just float D. over the city. Damn. I, I would D. call all Damn, the cops, D. call the cops, and then just load into people. D. It was some for two hours, just senseless yeah. killing. Senseless. Yes. And I and one day I looked, I said, "This is not healthy, man. Let me stop." You know, they sort of psychoanalyzing you after certain some of these games. Right? I'm pretty sure I was. And the fucked up part is, I started playing GTA Four, and I probably made it like a third of the way through, and I was just like, "Man, I got to chill," because I I took too much. It, it for yeah. me, it was just the wrong kind of a release. Like, oh, it was great. I'm just sitting here. I'm sitting here like literally my only goal with this game, I don't care if I beat it, I just want to play this game and slaughter people. When I was murder, going, murder, murder. When I was going through what I was going, that that game, I, I turned on turn the radio to a certain station where I played all the, oh, new, yeah. Jack, the new Jack Swing <laughs> shit. Yeah. You was killing I, niggas over Teddy Riley. Wow. I was killing niggas, killing niggas over Aaron Hall and, and all the motherfuckers, man. Funny. That shit. Hey, uh, I'm glad you said that. That shit right there, yeah. that shit was a stressful level. Funny story, real quick, before we go to the one. <laughs> I, I, before I got engaged to my first fiance, I took it to my best friend's crib. And he's him and his older brother, like, he men, woman haters. Like, fucking women are like the cause. They're like mm. the, the, the scum of the earth. Like, they were really hard on women. <laughs> so I brought her over there so they could pause. meet. <laughs> he puts, yeah, right, pause. He, he has this huge giant screen TV and he's playing Grand Theft Auto 3. And this is where you can have sex with the prostitutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, we're having a conversation. <laughs> I'm rolling up blunts. You know, we're all smoking. She's not smoking. She's paying attention to the game. Me and him going back and forth, talking shit about, you know, the shit like we always do. So we, me and my girl leave. And she's like, babe, never take me over here again. I said, what? I told you I wasn't doing smoking chill. We didn't do nothing out of the ordinary. You had a drink. Why are you tripping? Did you see what he was doing? No. He was killing all the prostitutes. He killed nothing but women in there for about the first 45 minutes. I said, what do you mean? I mean he, he literally. You had to get your money back somehow. He, but Yeah, but the thing is, subliminally. Yeah, that's that's bad. He was killing every, really woman every woman in yeah. sight. Wow. She said, he ain't shooting none of the men. He shot nothing but women in the head. And she took that as a slight to her. Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, yo. And she was a psychology major at the time. She so. was right. She's on point. She was on yeah. point. Wow. I paid no attention to it because I'm like, this is my boy Trev just tripping. Wow. Okay, yeah. We'll go next. Right. <laughs> Your first key was um, cashmere. It's a, <laughs> a, 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 a very, very, very big contrast 
to Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> okay. Although I do love that. Um, I do daily affirmations. Uh, I got into uh, the Universal Laws probably about two, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and studying the Universal Laws and stuff like that. And uh, I started adding daily affirmations before I hit the door to go out to do my thing. And what daily aff- affirmations are, it's pretty much you're already proclaiming uh, what what is expected of your day, what is expected uh, in your path. And uh, like, you know, for instance, I say, uh, you know, uh, I'm prosperous, I'm wealthy. Uh, today is the best day that I'm going to have. Uh, money comes to me in expected and unexpected ways. And that mm-hmm. is, has helped, helped me on my path to uh to deal with the bullshit yeah, the <laughs> bullshit that that uh tries to tries to invade invade my path um it, it's it's been very helpful for me mm. i've been doing that for probably about probably about two two years. I, i've studied universal laws for about 3 years been really adding affirmations for about 2 years and uh i've seen the very a very drastic change in how how my path used to be how my life used to be as far as Without doing that, and then implementing that into my daily routine, and uh, that has helped me mentally be able to to juggle juggle uh, encountering shit that I really don't want to encounter, right. and and uh, and just to dealing with people I really don't want to deal with. I just go to my happy space, or as men would call it, our nothing box in our mind, <laughs> and I stay in my nothing box even when I'm at work, and. Do do busy work in my nothing box while as an avatar as I'm listening to the bullshit that's coming from yes. the other side, mm. and that has helped me uh, mentally to deal with the day to day bullshit of America. Nice. Mm. Um, my first thing is I have um, over the last probably over the last six months or so I've begun actively decluttering my life, um, both physically and mentally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. I'm not a hoarder, but I do realize that I have I have a lot more things around me than I need and things that I don't use. And those things that still demand my attention, even though I don't use them or need them, mm-hmm. um, are just an unnecessary distraction for me. So every single week for the last six months, I throw out, I make sure that I throw out a full trash bag or donate, depending on what the items are, um, a full trash bag worth of things that no longer serve me. Uh, They could be trash, they could be clothing, they could just be things that I don't use anymore. If I haven't, if I haven't touched it in a year or used it in a year or needed it or even thought about it in a year, I don't even think twice. I just put it in a bag and it's gone. And that act alone has it. It lets me physically and mentally stretch out more mm-hmm. in my own house. Again, looking at a closet full of clothes that I don't wear, I'm like, why do I? Why do I even need all those? I wear the same two or three shirts all the time, and just reaching in, just grabbing a rack of them and donating them, mm-hmm. and just the the feeling of of space and clarity that you have because yep. of it. Yep. But that also extends to people as well. There are you know, there are people who no longer serve me and you know as we get older we realize that the people that we associate with may change over time 
There are people that are there for a specific reason and a specific time in your life. There are people that you let hang around longer than they should have. And I've allowed myself to mentally or spiritually release myself from those people and not have to worry about their well-being or worry about, damn, I haven't spoken to this person in a while. Mm -hmm. Or just being straight up admitting that this person isn't good for me. Fuck this person. This person only comes around when they want or need something. Mm -hmm. So let me just go ahead and, on my end, just remove them and release myself from them. Don't have to call them. I, I mean, I've gone, like, just in the last couple months alone, I probably um, removed a third of the contacts of my phone. After watching Infinity War, I snapped my fingers and said, I need to remove at least half the people that I follow or friends with on uh, social media. Mm. And actually, just on... Either Thursday or Friday alone, I unfriended a thousand people on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I had seventeen hundred quote unquote friends on Facebook. And I was like, mm, that's kind of a high number. I don't know a lot of these people in real life, mm. and I knocked that number from seventeen hundred down to seven hundred. Mm. And I was like, damn that. And even though I'm not on Facebook that much, it provided more clarity. Uh, I went to Instagram, and my goal was to unfollow half the people I follow on Instagram, but it's a little harder. I've probably done about 400, but even combing through my feed now, with the exception of when thugs cry, like there's more clarity <laughs> and relevance on my feed. Yeah. I, I still can't get D-Ray out there, <laughs> but the, the process of decluttering and removing things that no longer serve me has, has um, paid forward towards my, my own mental health as well. Mr. Donald Ray, you have another one? Yeah, uh, I love cooking. Um, yes. I love cooking. Well, we to, love that you love cooking. Yeah, it's literally, not only is it therapeutic, but it's a stress reliever. Um, I, I read the book, cook, uh, Chicken Noodle for the Soul, mm -hmm. how, you know, and it's pretty much like that, you know, when I'm going through something, depends on my meals, you know, and I could put the love or my attention into detail, you know, especially depending on the people or the person I'm cooking for it. I, I go the extra mile, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's somebody I really don't, really don't care if I hit if they if they if they don't call me tomorrow, get some basic random. Yeah. But when I go all out, I mean, you know, it's love for the people, and it's just like how I was raised. You know, my dad know he's having company over, there, and if those people that he really enjoyed their company, he made sure he had food to complement that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That wasn't going to be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm about to eat and run because now nah, this is going to be one of those, you got to sit down and eat this. You yep. got to sit down and enjoy and savor every morsel of this because I've been up for some hours putting my love, sweat, and tears up in this joint. Not literally in the food, but literally it's a label of love. So cooking it right there, that's that's my, my, my second go-to. Mm. And we are appreciative of it. Very. And we think you should work harder at it. Thank you. You need all the mental health that you can get <laughs> if we can benefit from your cooking. Message. That's what's up. That is what's up. Appreciate that. All right, Mr. Cashmere. Um, cooking was one. Uh, that, and that's a good one. Um, I'll say, you know, writing scripts is, has really, really helped me. Mm -hmm. Helped me with uh, just a release. Especially when you're writing in the voice of someone else. Uh, it's a lot to be said about that because um, really uh, it's really um, helpful for me because I'm able to express myself in a way that I normally wouldn't express myself as the as me as a natural person. Right. 
Um, but it it it, it um, helps me creatively. It takes me to I, I'm able to go to different places mentally um, and really just be creative with with the dialogue and with uh, with the backdrop of, of what whatever it is, whatever character I'm trying to express, whatever setting that the characters are in. Uh, it it kind of helps me to release in a certain way, man. It's where it's like it feels like a, a pressure has been lifted off of my back because of me being able to express myself in in a different voice, you know right. what I'm saying, so to speak, or whatever. And um, it, it 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 helps immensely, especially when you see it materialize into something else, <laughs> right? You know, like via a video, say if it's a music video, or if it's a uh, a movie, a film, or a short, or something like that. Uh, it's real. It's a it's a real stress reliever and um, a sense of accomplishment as well, which you know brings confidence and a a, a sense of peace uh, over me, you know personally. Um, but I think writing and writing scripts really helps me to alleviate um, alleviate and escape. The uh, the realities of what we're surrounded by, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So that's that's real helpful. And I've I've heard people say, um, other people who who write scripts or or fiction or whatever you want to call it, that writing fictional characters oftentimes allows them to work out whatever their own personal issues are mm-hmm. within those characters. Right. And it, it that's that's kind of a form of therapy where you kind of put down on paper a certain aspect of yourself, a certain thing that you might be going through, mm-hmm. and watching that character work through the issue helps you as well. You 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 find that as well? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that totally, man. Um, uh, uh, for instance, like, uh, like the short we worked on, all three of us, really, mm-hmm. the short we worked on, uh, that, that, that helped me to put, close a lot of chapters that I dealt with mentally. Um, and even even with some some uh some scripts that I'm developing now that mm-hmm. that uh that's uh it, it's 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 really a, a it's really therapeutic. I hate saying that word, but I, I say it, it is anyway. what it is. But it's it's, it's therapeutic. It's even therapeutic <laughs> to say therapeutic. It is. You know? <laughs> it's therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 real therapeutic with with um helping me to to really um it's, it's it really organizes my mind now that I really think about it because you know I have I I'm the type of person I have a lot I, I think. I'm a thinker, mm-hmm. and I think to the point to where it, it's almost it's almost really disgusting. Like a free <laughs> thinker, because I, I, I think. See, see, you're going crazy. See, we 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 try to avoid that the whole time. But see, I I I think everything. I I think thoroughly everything mm-hmm. through, thoroughly. Like whatever it is I'm doing. I thoroughly think that shit through. Yeah. So to where it's like, okay, it's got to be this, almost this, a, a this, point of obsession. This, yes, this, yeah. this, this. If it's not like this, then ah, I'm, 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 I'm all over the place. Right. But, but when I get when I when it helps me to organize my my mind because we com- we compartmentalize at the same time. Right. But it helps me to organize and be like, okay, I got this shit out right here. Okay, now part two of this. Now I got to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. But yeah, it, it's really it's really helpful. All right. Um, piece number two for me. Again, this is something that I'm I'm working on. It's a work in progress. I am working on being more emotionally honest um, on both sides of the coin. So I've I've always been a straightforward person. Like I, I feel like I've always been a straightforward person with people. I don't like to bullshit or or pull punches. 
but at the same time, there are times where I withhold from people, and I think it it leads to a certain level of tension because I, I mean, I always get the feedback that people don't know how to read me, they don't know what I'm thinking, or they don't know how I feel about certain things, and even speaking in therapy recently, uh, the therapist kind of remarked to me that um, that I I lack intimacy in the sense that I don't emote or really let people in on how I feel about things in a certain situation, which it's something that I I grew up being accustomed to because my my family has never been an emotional family. We weren't huggers. Um, we didn't really talk about our problems, like meaningful problems with each other. It was just like we mentioned earlier, something wrong with you, just don't cry, nigga, shut up. Shut up and go to your room. Sit down, be quiet. We don't want to, I'm not going to talk about it. Deal with it. And, you know, growing up with that, you kind of, you kind of absorb that. But I think when you're, when you relate to other people, and I've, I've, I've gotten more accustomed to this over the last few years um, with people. I mean, I I feel like I'm pretty open with you guys all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, being honest doesn't mean simply just letting people know when you're in a bad mood or always giving people the harsh truth about shit. Sometimes for me, the part that I'm working on, especially being honest, means being more complimentary with people, uh, telling people that you love them, even if it's platonically, telling people that. Mm-hmm. Um, being being gracious and showing gratitude to people for things that they do for you, great and small. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, reciprocating compliments, all these things that that kind of go unnoticed because they fly under the flag. Like even though if even though I don't really respond to compliments well. I should, again, express my gratitude to people more and let people know that, you know, even if they're friends of mine, they they mean a certain thing to me. Um, kind of like what Don did earlier when he when he when he made the revelation that had me doing push-ups. Like those are the kind of things that we should be comfortable enough to say to each other, and that's one of the things that I'm working on, being more open and honest about. You know, even you know, especially when like if if I feel a vulnerability, I need to express that because I think that that will help me get over it more if I acknowledge certain things. Mm-hmm. I may have a lot of my shit together, but I know I don't have everything together, mm-hmm. and I need to be more open and honest about that. All right, Mr. Ray, you have one more for us. Number three for me is I like to kick a penguin and get lost <laughs> into lifting weights while listening to music. <laughs> and the reason why I like to kick the penguin first is because it calms me down. So with my workout... I can literally focus on my muscle groups with lifting light weight and just literally like zone out to where I don't know how many lat pull downs I've done. I don't know how many curls I've committed. Toning. I'm toning. Yeah. But I know the next day I'm hurting. But it's all because that penguin took my mind off everything. It's like, don't rush through this. Chill, bro. Man, I, I'm gonna send you, I ought to send you to C.T. Fletcher's gym one day, man. I, I I follow that grow motherfucker, but I could not kick a penguin and go and work out with him. <laughs> I command you to grow, motherfucker. motherfucker? God no, damn it! Man. My hey, brother-in-law met him. That dude, he is beast. He's intense, man. And he and he's another person since he had like a uh, uh, heart issue. Yep, he'll lift um, like a forty-five pound plate on each side. He'll lift that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's the yes. People think, oh, you want to lift these muscles? I mean, lift this weight to make your muscles big. Having big muscles is one thing, but having the stamina, yeah. that old man strength, 
That man's 57 years old. Right. He got that old yeah. man strength. My, my brother-in-law said when he met him at the Expo, gym expo, when he crushed, he clutched a hand, it's like he like he had, like he could strike a match, a, <laughs> a break a brick in the middle of that man's palm. So I, I believe it, bro. So he's one of my, I'm glad you brought him up because he's mm. one of the cats that I actually listened to. Him, the Hodge twins, and it's uh, another cat. Cat thing, what's his name? But he only eats one meal a day. So Mike Rashad? Mike Rashad. That nigga Mike a beast Rashad too. is a beast. Mm. But plant Mike based, Rashad, he's plant based shit. Too. He's never plant based yeah. shit once a day. Once a day. And Mike Rashad is the reason why I started intermittent fasting mm-hmm. because he the things that he was saying about overloading your body with. Unnecessary food that you really don't need. He said he was lifting so heavy that he actually felt heavy, like he just yep. like his his breathing was different and all that good stuff. So when he switched up and like, yo man, if I'm eating a, a cow, what does a cow eat? A cow eats a, a protein, right? So I'm if I eat a cow's flesh, I'm eating recycled protein. Why not me eat for the same source it's eating from? So that boy like started. I started roasting my Brussels sprout. That's why I started being on Brussels sprout shit. So yep. he'll put Brussels sprouts as greens and his green beans. Put a little olive oil seasoning. Put it in the oven and cook all that shit for one week. Yep. And then you know and just this is what I eat once mm-hmm. a day. And he shredded. Oh man, when I said that, yeah. he's so shredded. He looks <laughs> big than a motherfucker. But he's probably two hundred and five pounds, yeah. if that. Probably a good three to four percent body fat. Damn. And when I say he's vascular, well, yeah. he don't even like to work out hard. He says no need to even work out hard no more because your body already doing it. Yeah, you get giving all these nutrients like take a multivitamin. And I started making multivitamins mm-hmm. because I'm not eating a lot of meat or whatnot. Because I get dizzy sometimes, bro. Uh, that's why I couldn't really cut back off of protein. I have meatless days. But I can't have a meatless week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But even when my meat, my days I eat meat. I don't even consume that much meat. Probably like uh, uh, two chicken breasts at the most, mm-hmm. or, or one steak, or a couple pieces of fish That's and a couple pieces bad, of shrimp. Though. That's not bad, bro. Though. But compared to what I was eating, burgers here, there, yeah, and everywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. tacos, bro. Yeah. And that shit was just breakfast. And them breakfast burritos be the shit that catch up to you. Yeah, breakfast burritos and the croissants. Yo, yeah. When I cut back on all that shit. A lot of water with everything I drinking. Bro, it's good when females come to you calling you sexy. Say, man, you lost weight. I'm like, damn, how fat was I? <laughs> and on, so, on yeah. top of that, you know, I mean, if the body ain't right, the mind can't be right mm-hmm. either. True. So that's, I mean, that's it. Really starts with what we put into our bodies, and what we what we push our bodies to. Um, yeah. You know, if the body ain't right, your mind won't be right. You damn right. Cashman, you got one more for us. I got a two for one as well. All right. Uh, uh the gym. Has definitely has definitely pushed me to a whole nother plateau, man. Nigga getting his games right and shit. Mm-hmm. Nigga be on it. <laughs> I be on my be on my be on my hip hop shit when I'm in there revisiting shit that made me who I was today. Yeah. And I just like D Ray, I'm just I'm just piggybacking off of that. I zone out that motherfucker and just lift light and just yeah. just tone. tone just tone baby. that yeah. shit. Cause I'm trying to get right. And um Another another one that um that that helps me is the podcast. The podcast yes. uh and, and 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 the reason the podcast is helped is because I'm able to come out and say what the fuck I want to say when the fuck I want to say it. Get it off your chest. And I ain't got to worry about no interruptions. Nobody have to have to stop me from saying what the fuck I want to say. Producers I mean, you know, all in the videos. You know what I'm saying? I dancing <laughs> right. and shit. 
<laughs> but it, it it helps, man. It helps me to to be me, and I'm able to freely be me, man. I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm not able to do that when I'm in public, but I can come in here, and I can talk my shit in here as well as long as with with you guys. Yeah, and it's it's it, it it's uh it's a relief. It it helps me get ready for the week, and and it's just uh it's just so freeing, man. Uh, wish I would have <laughs> wish I would have. Done this a long time ago. Hey, <laughs> hey he reminded me of that song from Original Nerds. When he's trying to get the party started, I gotta be me. <laughs> so I gotta I be free. free. I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> oh my God. Which is one of the greatest movies ever one made known to man. The greatest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Yeah, the podcast, man. Podcast, man, helped me to. Helped me to actually, actually, the podcast is helping me with my exit strategy to leave the nine to five. I don't care if they listening. It's all fucking good. You Great. know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but it's helping me with my exit strategy and shit, man. I'm just trying to be free and monetize. So when somebody shit. pick us up on radio, we all get to go. <laughs> just let y'all know that. Oh. I already told my job. If I ever get somewhere where I have to put a two week notice, for two weeks notice, my black ass ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, I just hope this to walk up just not have to go to that bitch one day and not give a fuck about a notice. Just be like, hey y'all. Oh, oh, oh. I'm 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 not coming in today. Oh, trust me. Or ever again. You you don't want to do that? It'll be so <laughs> epic though. It I mean, feels I've done it before. Good. But, but but when you know you about to but when I when I bought, when I about to walk into my purpose <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying step it's out like, on that faith it's just so different <laughs> fuck just, you grandma fuck you remember that faith you were telling me about? Cool. I'm ready to step out on it like all the way this time don't don't let don't and don't let a check just show up one day mm. and just me really be like hey I'm leaving because I'm rich now thank you bro you guys have fun my heaven on earth. So, uh, I've been a good guy. I, it, it made sense. All right. My last point is me time, and uh, like I was saying before, I used to I used to meditate an hour a day. Um, I don't necessarily need, and, I, and and when I say meditate, I used to literally sit in complete silence. I used to sit on the bed straight up in complete silence for an hour, and just empty my mind. I don't need to do that now. But what I do need to do is every day I make sure that I have an hour of me time. And it's a time where I usually I remove myself from the phone. Um, the phone is not in the same room as me. I probably am not in front of a computer. I have built out my garage into a mini gym now. And most days when I need that hour, I, I go in there. And it's just even tell my wife, I'm going to be in here for an hour. Unless the house is on fire, I don't exist right now. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, there's nothing so important that for the next 60 minutes I need to be interrupted. Yesterday, I did yard work. In it was peaceful and quiet. Mm -hmm. Nobody fucked with me until the wasp started coming after me. <laughs> now, that reminds me of a song, right yeah. on Joe Cooley. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> fucks with me. And, 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 and. I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, but yeah, uh, I think most of us fall into a trap where every day of our lives we have we, we think about things and a lot of those things involve um, what other people require from us. But I just made it a point 
to designate an hour from each day as me time. And I remove myself from the outside world for an hour at least. And it's a good it's a good mental recharge. I'm glad you didn't say touch yourself because <laughs> that's all I thought about. You kept saying me time. Nah, that stupid song from the 80s came up. <laughs> when I think of you, I just myself. I just myself. I'm like, come on, David, not now. Not now. I mean, I, hey, I, 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 I mean, and well, now a word from the sponsor. <laughs> I mean, I, I did say that I would start being more honest and open, but I that's why I, I thought you was going with this. Nah, we're not going there. A lot of self love. We're not going there. Nah, nah, me, nah. That's that's good. Me time uh, is always, always good. It's good for for clarity. It's good to uh, man, just just for you to replenish your thoughts, man. Yeah. Can I ask you one thing? How did you turn your mind off? Are you just dumped like? My head continues to be like voices keep talking, and then we all smoke weed together. Like ah, it it comes with practice, man. Oh, like, it, it literally, it comes with practice. I used to back when I did it. I would. Just, I mean, even now, I'm still kind of decent at it. Like you just just focus on one thought. Yep. Just focus on one thought. You don't yep. like it's. It's probably impossible to completely peace, clear your peace mind. Peace, Denise. <laughs> but I, I usually try to focus on one thing that I need clarity on, and, and yep. lately for me, it's been uh, it's been scripts. Mm-hmm. So if I have a script idea, because I'm at work most of the time throughout the day, I can never really get my thoughts down the way that I want to. But I say, let me sit here for an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pump this iron in complete silence. And the whole time, I'm only going to think about this one script or this one idea yeah. that I'm thinking about. And by the time the hour's over, I have complete clarity. You pump weights with no music? Boy, you're brutal. Uh, you can, and, and, and also, also, you can also do it to frequencies. If, like frequencies. Yeah. Like there's certain frequencies that you can, can, uh, can listen to to kind of help you zone and think about one particular thing. Uh, if you if you go on YouTube, they have different frequencies at different hertz. So you have like 438, 528. I mean, I'm just giving you numbers, whatever. But and it's for a particular frequency that you want to be on, and that kind of helps you. But you have to. It helps you to practice to to focus on that one thing, or even for for meditation purposes. See, right now he's thinking about Adderall. Yeah, <laughs> actually, actually, no, I was thinking about. My, when I, I listen to Conway and West Side Gun, oh, okay. like, yo, I'm trying to oh, think, yeah, how so can I meditate? You're going to be focused on guns I shit. mean, that's what I work out to, boop, man. Boop, it's boop, supposed boop. to do, 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 do. Focus, focus now on- Now, I also on, listen to Mock Homie. You know? Have y'all listened to Mock Homie? Yeah. I have not. Yeah, yeah. he's a uh, part of that, 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 that collective, and he's just <laughs> as dope. And, and the way he raps, he it's like if Basquiat decided he wanted to be a rapper. Oh, like with a Uzi. But he doesn't always, but the thing about my comedy, he doesn't always rap about guns. He raps about a lot of stuff, but he you does. Check it out. It's, 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 he's, he's, he, he, he's a Rob Marciano, uh, uh, like one of those, those extra arms that Rock has. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 But nah, hey man, nah, this, it's, it's been a, been a, been a nice, nice, deep topic mm. about, Mental health and and what we've been through was kind of shaped our framework on on mental health and how we think and why we do the things we do. It's also been uh, shit eye opening. Yes, yeah, man. Yes, for all yeah, of man. us. 
Shit. Um, um, damn. Tear jerking moments and yeah, goosebumps I, giving. And, I yeah. didn't. I didn't mean to come here and be having altar call. That's what. That's what it's know, here for. But, though. but that's yeah. That's what we're doing. It's altar call. It's altar call, man. Will there be one? <laughs> Will there be one? Yeah. Uh, but definitely, uh, definitely, those out there, please know that therapy, therapy is available for you for those who are going through an issue. Uh, please never be afraid to communicate or talk to any friends of yours who you feel comfortable or feel trusting to talk to. If you are going through, uh, always know that that there is a release, and 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 the release is communicate. Let somebody know what you're going through. Uh, lose yourself in 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 whatever hobby or whatever art it is that you love, but uh, do not be afraid to to share or or share your feelings with with good friends. Um, this is from Houston with love. We make the world better. We come on every Monday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we continue to give you the most unwoke woke shit that mm-hmm. we can bring you. The uh, this is all real radios. Uh, what did we call it? The most, most dangerous, un- the most show. dangerous unwoke, unwoke. show. So, and we're gonna yes. continue to hit you with the hits. Uh, as I always say in every show, mm. as sure as the sky is far and wide, also is your opportunity to be great and successful. Follow your dreams, put action behind your beliefs, and they will become a reality. This is your boy giving you all those spiritual shits on stars and quasars and shit. And we're going to hit you back <laughs> next week for another one. Peace. Peace. Therapy is therapeutic. <laughs> you are now tuned in. Two from Houston with love, where we give you a balanced perspective of arts, culture, and what's going on locally in the city of Houston. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From You With Love. Brought to you by R.I.K., Represent No, and Ill Matter Media.